This podcast is brought to you by JList.com. Right now on JList.com, they have tons of new anime figures available. They have Zero Two from Darling in the Franks. They have I... Nemo Mia from Amanchu Advance. They have Gary and Blastoise from Pokemon. They have a Kratos Nendoroid from God of War and literally hundreds, maybe thousands more. I, I can't count them all. It's too much. So if you want to get a new anime figure and you just need to have something fresh and new for your collection or your desk at work, head over to JList.com and I'm sure that you'll be able to find whatever it is that your heart desires. And now it's time to start the podcast. Can we just get a Moe version of Devil Man? That would be amazing. That would I would I would watch that just for the fact that it exists, you know? Mm-hmm. Same. Mm-hmm. Can we get a Moe blob except they're actual just blobs? They'll be blobs, and then somebody will come along with a straw and just drink them. Ew. Would you drink them? I would. Would you mm. drink them, Mandy? No, I would not. I, I also think I would not. Isn't that well. cannibalism? <laughs> In a way. Welcome to the 419th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast, where we are dedicated to making your anime addiction worse. I am your host, Mitsugi, and I am hailing live from St. Petersburg, Florida on this wonderful day, and I am joined by two beautiful people that are hopefully enjoying nice weather. I am unsure, but we'll find out, maybe. We are joined by Enzo, the the beautiful and the ever-naked, hailing from New York City. How are you, my friend? Hey, what's up, man? I'm doing great. New York is New York's weather is pretty nice, nice and cool. It's nice and cool outside. Nice, nice and breeze. Cool. Nice, mm. it's a nice breeze. Yeah. And, okay. And, and and how's the construction work today? Um, it's very light. Hopefully, we will only have sirens going off from the okay. nearby police station, mm-hmm. and that's all. All right. Well, well, <laughs> we will. Uh, I, I'm sorry in advance. Parents. We'll keep we'll keep our fingers crossed, and of course, definitely never forgotten. We have the uh, the luscious, the ever video game playing, the the mythology rich Mandy <laughs> hailing from Cincinnati. And how are you? And how is your weather? Hello. I think it's good. <laughs> okay. I haven't been outside today. I woke up and I did stuff around my apartment, and now I'm here. Hello. Do you? It's uh, it's nice with a with a fifty percent chance of sirens. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh no! Wait! No! Wait! No! Wait! No! Wait! That was uh, that was Enzo. Not here. No. <laughs> uh, that's that's just me. All and of time. course. <laughs> so guys, if you want to, um, if you want to, if you want to find our website, you can do it at www.aaapodcast.com. Um, aaapodcast.com forward slash join is where you can head to get all of our exclusive content. We now have a hundred and five hobby addicts, a hundred plus hentai episodes, and probably two hundred after parties which nets you a total of 400-plus exclusive podcasts. 
that nobody except you will be able to listen to. So you'll never get bored of things at work. So if you head over to aaapodcast.com forward slash join, you can get that. Mandy and I just finished talking about all the awesome video games that we've been playing, which included Nino Kuni, uh, the Desire, but the not-yet-played God of War game, and also a lot about Original Sin Divinity 2. So yeah. we recommend that you uh, head over there to our Hobby Addicts and check that out. Uh-huh. And um, Cosmo should be very excited today. Yeah, he's he, not, he, re- he really he should be rejoicing wherever he is. <laughs> he's not here, but he should be excited because now, if you go mm-hmm. to the website, mm-hmm. aapodcast.com, on the top bar of the site, you literally can't not, you cannot, you cannot not find it. That's a double negative. It is impossible to miss. There is a button that will take you oh straight to our Discord. So you no longer have to go to the Facebook and dig through the about page and harass Kazuo and have him threaten to murder you. Like that is, that no longer has to happen. You simply go to the website, to the top bar, you click the Discord button, and boom, you're in. Boom. We stole his moment. We stole Kazuo's moment. He was so excited to announce this. <laughs> well, that's he, what he gets for not being here. He's not here, so <laughs> what can you do? What can you do? I mean, he'll he'll ride the high from this for years to come. I mean, we'll probably announce it next week just for him, so he can like celebrate and do a little dance. Yeah, you know, it'll be but good. But if you can't find that button, direct oh. your questions to at Kazuo. <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. If for some reason your sight is impaired you that day, find please that reach out to at AA Kazuo on all social media. Thank you. Very much. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. I recommend that. He's going to kill You're us. You're welcome. <laughs> And on this episode, we're going to be doing a topic, Myths and Legends You'd Like to See Get an Anime Adaptation, which was suggested by none other than the the infamous Icy Rose, who tends to propose very nice topic suggestions. So I know that Mandy will be loving that. That's right. That is literally a topic made for Mandy. It's up my alley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you could say that. Mm-hmm. It's not up mine. It's my Jimmy Jams. Oh, Enzo. I'm bad at this. I'm sorry in advance. Oh, oh goodness. Um... We're also doing a lot of impressions. We're going to be doing Wotakoi, Love is Hard for Otaku, Full Metal Panic, Invisible Victory, Golden Kamui, Waka Okami wa Shogakuse, and Hisone Tomasotan. So we have all of that for you on this episode. So are we ready to jump right in? Oh, are we ready to yeah. do it? Let's kick go. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Are we ready to kick yeah, some yeah. ass? Let's do it, man. Yeah? Mm-hmm. All right. Go team. Let's get this shit rolling. <laughs> It's time for big news of the week. Okay. When I saw this news last night, I I almost died on the spot. And Kazuo is not here, but I I can't imagine him not agreeing. So I think we need to I think we need to make a pact and we'll get to that in a minute. But Studio Ghibli is opening Mm -hmm. a theme park in Japan near Nagoya in twenty twenty two. Dude. So, so I've heard rumors of this in the past. Yeah, me too. But this sounds like it's for real, for real now. Like it's legit. Let's see where Nagoya is. I don't think I've ever been to Nagoya, so that would be a cool trip for me for two reasons. Nagoya yeah, uh, is here. halfway between Tokyo and and uh, Osaka, so so we went past it. We did. We at probably went, we probably stopped at it on and on the bullet train on the way to right. to Kansai. So right, right. there's um there's yeah there's got to be a lot of stuff to do around there. But I mean 
a Studio Ghibli theme park. Seriously. I, yeah, I mean, like like that. It's just like impossible for me not to smile while even thinking about the concept. Listen, like the museum alone that we went to made me ball my eyes out just from no. the nostalgia trip. I don't yep. even know what my body's gonna do when I step into this park. Like, I don't even like. Will I be able to ride anything? Because I might just be on the floor crying. Oh. Yeah, have they said like what's gonna be in there yet? They have. There's there are some details. Oh, yes. So, set to open in 2022 near Nagoya. I don't know who funded this, but I can't mm-hmm. imagine. There's no way Ghibli funded it all on their own. It's just too much, too expensive. But I'm sure they were. I, I, I highly doubt they had trouble finding investors, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, yeah I, don't, I, don't, I don't think they suffered in that regard at all. Yeah, definitely <laughs> not. Studio Ghibli um, is planning on having some of the following rides. They haven't detailed everything, obviously, but there are a couple of details. Rides and forest trails based on My Neighbor Totoro, Kiki's Delivery Service, and House Moving Castle. Yes. Wow. I mean, sign me up. The park will also contain the European-themed brick towers that appear frequently in Miyazaki's works. We all know he loves European-looking stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Giant installations of spiders and boar-shaped spirits in imaginary landscapes that evoke Japan's mythical and idyllic past. So... The construction costs and other details were yet to be have yet to be des- decided, um, which came from the Aichi official government. So, oh my God, where do we? Oh even my begin? God, indeed. I don't even. Oh man. Where should we begin? So should we begin at this is a must for all Ghibli fans, right? Yes, it's a no? must. Well, it's a must. Here's the thing, right? Like, I feel like even if you're an anime fan who hasn't watched Ghibli movies, you're a Ghibli fan anyway. You just don't know it yet. Because it's, it's like impossible to watch. I, I, t- I tend to not agree with those kind of statements, but in this case, I, I don't. I don't think I can possibly disagree. I how agree. could you hate Totoro? How, how could you hate Young Totoro? You know what I'm saying? It's like if you watch Totoro and you watch Spirited Away and you watch and you watch Princess Mononoke, and you sit there and you look me in the eye and you legitimately say I hated all three of those movies, then like just quit watching anime. You don't watch anime then. Like it's. These movies are are in are unbelievable. I mean, especially Princess Mononoke for me is just like mm-hmm. world shaking. So yeah, to be able to like walk, to be able to go on a ride, or like walk through a section of the park that looks like y- y- Lady Eboshi's Iron Town, like I I will literally collapse and like just cry probably. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel like I feel like walking into this place, only one of two things can happen: either I get my shit together and I can ride everything with you guys, or I just collapse and can't do anything. I was going to say, I can't wait to ride that cat bus ride, but man, I'm going to puke. Because <laughs> I have really bad motion sickness. I have oh, to like no. drug myself. Would you still ride everything though? Would you, are you, would you I mean, say I'll that puke, the puke is worth it? I rode the Harry Potter ride at uh, Universal and oof, I threw up afterwards. Well, that's worth it though. It was worth it. Okay. Oof. So this is nowhere near Mount Fuji. Um... Mount Fuji has an amazing theme park at the base of it called Fuji Q Highland that has some of the really? best roller coasters in the world. I just didn't know that. I didn't know that at all. Every really? roller every roller coaster at Fuji Q Highland held a record of some kind at some point. They built every coaster with the with the goal of breaking a record. So every coaster there has um, a record. So like there is that, but I don't know how many. I don't know if they will have any roller coasters at the Ghibli theme park, but mm. if they do. I guess Mandy says she's going to ride them anyway. 
I don't know. All right, I'm hot to chug myself first. <laughs> I mean, are, can't you take like um? Isn't there like Dramamine or something that can prevent yes. motion sickness? I brought it with me when we went to Japan, and yeah, just, I took it every time just before we got on the train, and it worked. Yeah, just just but, uh, just nice. double down on Dramamine. I mean, you'll be okay, yeah. <laughs> probably. Um, and that uh, Enzo's got to hold my hair when I puke. Oh yeah, um, you know I got your girl. Oh, thank you. I thought you were gonna shut me down. <laughs> good lord. Why would I do that to a good friend, huh? Oh. So this park, if you've ever if you've ever been to Universal Studios Islands of Adventure, this park to me feels like it would be it would be fitting for this kind of setup that Islands of Adventure has, where they have different sections of the park are heavily themed on different things. So there's like a doc if you've never been there, there's a Dr. Seuss section, there's a Harry Potter section, there's a Marvel Comics section, there's just it, it's separated out. There's a Jurassic Park section, for um on and on and on and on, right? And the yeah. Ghibli movies are so atmospheric, like they're they're great movies. But if you step back and look at them, the world building is also amazing. Like the world of Naushka, and the world of Key's Livery Service, and the world of Princess Mononoke, and the world of Spirited Away. These are all like completely different worlds that are rich. Yeah. They're rich with visuals and and just atmosphere. I mean, you could literally have a park section for. My, for the forest of the spirits in Princess Mononoke, you could have oh, that'd be so cool. You could have the literal townscape from from House Moving Castle with the cobblestones and all of the bright awnings and stuff. Yeah, I want to go inside like an airship from Nausicaa, like the big blimp. Like yeah, big blimps. I would love to go inside one of those. Yeah, you could ride. A, yeah, exactly. I mean, there's just there's no end. They can't even. There's so many th- different environments that they could create. I'm sure they don't even have the money to do it all. I mean, there's. I mean, you, you could have a whole section that is like you're going through the bathhouse from Spirited Away. I mean, come on right. now. Oh, I mean, man. that alone I mean, is just crazy. That alone, that alone yeah. gets me so hard. <laughs> like, I would, I would love to do that because of, because of the experience we already had when we went to that bathhouse in Japan, Mitz. Mm-hmm. I would love to go to like an actual like Spirited Away bathhouse. That would blow my mind. All right, so I want to ask you. I want to ask each of you a question, and then I think we should okay. make we should maybe make a pact. Are we making we, a blood oath right now? <laughs> we might make a blood oath, all right? Okay. So my question to you is, based on your knowledge of Ghibli, come up come up with one Ghibli ride that you'd like to see at the park. Okay. Oh, it Cat be- Bus. <laughs> okay, so Cat it. Bus, but like, what is it? Well, what is that going to be for you? It's going to be a roller coaster. It's just going to be, it, like, the train is going to look like the Cat Bus. And then you sit in it, and it's like a roller coaster. So, this is so hard, but en- I kind of have an idea. Enzo... The, the member of the podcast who gets motion sick just proposed a roller coaster. I know. Mm-hmm. I love it. But, but that's classic <laughs> Mandy, though. I mean, okay. <laughs> you asked okay, for it. Okay, Mandy. You have to write it, you know. <laughs> I think you're in now. Okay. All right. Well, um, yeah. I mean, I'm down for that for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm down as hell. I would love that. Yeah. I love anything. Actually. But, oh, you know, ooh. it would be really... I'm sorry. Go uh, ahead. It would be no, really cool, though, if they had a ride like on rails where you go through like the forest in Princess Mononoke and they have like... Uh, like I'm trying to think. Would they be like animatronics of like the Kodamas. beasts and just Kodamas everywhere and they light up and you can ride it at night? Yes. Oh, Golden shit. Dark Kodamas. <laughs> I want it. And oh, they so shake cute. and it sounds creepy as hell. <laughs> Little kids have so nightmares cute. for years. Yeah. <laughs> Enzo, what's your ride? Come on. My ride would be you hop on a... So have you guys ever been to like a Universal a long time ago, the Back in the Future ride where you hop into the car and, it, and oh, yeah. you go through like a... You go through like a uh, like a ride on a projector in front yeah. of you. Well, that's what like all the okay. Transformer one. Hmm. Yeah. Is it like the Transformer one? 
yeah i mean that ride i don't think that ride's there anymore but what i'm saying is like it's not a ride where you go into a room and all the walls of the room are like a screen and what you get on is a plane from nausicaa and then you simulate like one of those like fighting like those air battle scenes from nausicaa and that's what that's what the ride is that sounds pretty cool yeah. I want that really bad. Wow. And that and that technology exists. Like if you've been to Universal totally. lately, they they've they're do like VR. The, yeah, the Kong ride is almost VR. It's it's pretty impressive to be yeah, honest. Yeah, put on those VR goggles and stuff, and then you're all of a sudden you're flying on. Imagine having VR goggles on and you're flying in a world that looks like like that that is the Ghibli art style. Oof. Oof. Imagine them, I don't want to imagine this right now. Imagine them putting a VR headset on you and having you ride a roller coaster where you can feel the roller coaster, but your but your visuals are a Ghibli world. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I mean wow. come on Dude. now, right? Holy shit. Yeah. So uh, I want it. I, I have two sort of ideas. One is for the ladies and one is for everybody. Um, okay. The ladies one would be like dancing on the roof, rooftops with Hal. The scene from Houseman Castle where Sophie and Howe are kind of skipping right. along the rooftops. I would do that. What the hell? I could see like that just <laughs> melting. I guess every every a lot of women who watch Houseman Castle have like a huge crush on Howe, right? Yeah. So uh, my roommates all do. Mm-hmm. Exactly yeah. right. I think it's pretty common. I know Chiaki did. So that would be like a very special experience for the for the ladies. I think. But like the the thing I really want is for them to have an onsen at the park. That is modeled, the inside of it is modeled as a spirited away bathhouse. And you legit like do the onsen, like the sauna and the baths and stuff. But like right. in the bath, they'll have like a giant statue of like the, of the, of the spirits from, from, from the bathhouse. So it's like you're bad bathing with the spirits. That's cool. Or, or like, or like having statues in the water with you. That's what I mean. Also. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Like you put your and arm around no face yes, or something. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. If I could take a picture of no <laughs> face naked. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. He's like, yeah. Dude, that'd yeah, be so I, sick. I picture with no face clothed. I guess yeah, so, but naked? naked I'm in. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's make it. If this podcast still exists in 2022. Okay. I I propose a pact that we must, we must create a Japan trip for ourselves oh, and, and the listeners in which we go to Japan and go to the Spirited Away Park. All right, dude. I'm in. What say yes, us? I say I. I'm, I agree with our Lord mm-hmm. and Savior, the Pope. Yes. All right. So a blood pack is forming. I'm biting my finger. Yeah. Hold on. Me too. I, I'm. I'm doing that too. Yeah. Huh. Slice okay. my hand open. Hold All on. Right. You can't I'm sticking see it. my finger on, onto your imaginary <laughs> ow, finger. Ow. Okay. Okay. I'm putting my palm against both your fingers because it's bleeding a lot. And I, I and I will play now two drops of excitement for our pact. Here's the first one. Okay. And here's the children screaming. <laughs> okay, it's done. The blood pact is now official. Kazuo is not here, so we can leave him behind if we choose to. But, <laughs> we'll um, give his spot to a listener. <laughs> Someone right. has to take care of Discord. <clears throat> Anything else other than mass uh, hysteria and excitement for this? No, uh, that all just the uh, the hypothetical potentially going to a Ghibli world is amazing. I'm so excited already. Okay, <laughs> let's move on to the next thing. Prepare for trouble. Make it double. Shut up. You haven't had one useful thing to say since you got here. There's just a crap load of, of like new anime stuff coming out. Um, That's so, a good thing. Yeah. So a couple popular mangas are continuing their serialization. The first one is Noragami. 
Norigami. Yes. Norigami went on hiatus in February of 2017 due to the manga artist, due to the creator's illness. But um, Kodansha's Weekly Shonen Magazine announced that it will be continuing its serialization in July 2018. So there are 18 volumes out. So those of you that follow Norigami, as I'm guess, I guess Mandy does. Yeah, Mandy, yes. I know I'm you. I'm so I know excited you because yeah. the last manga left off on a terrible cliffhanger, and I was mad. So please, go. please give me my next manga, please. So Norigami's coming back, and which I mean maybe means we'll get to have another anime. I mean it's, it's pretty damn good, so that that would be exciting. Yeah. Um, also, Raroni Kenshin Meiji Kenkaku Romantan Hokkaido Hen is resuming its serialization. That manga by Nobuhiko um, Watsuki and Kaoru Kurosaki is going to resume its serialization. Also. In July, and that manga went on hiatus last December because uh, Watsky got arrested for child prostitution and pornography. Oh man, this is oh yeah, I read, <laughs> I read a lot about this. Good God, actually, Jesus. But apparently, that's done with now, and he has merely been ordered to pay a fine of two hundred thousand yen, which is not enough. In I my think. Opinion. What is that? Mm-hmm. 200,000 yen is like $2,000? 2,000 bucks? Yeah, right? Something like that. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, so maybe don't buy his manga. Shit. <laughs> I mean, you never realize how rich that guy is. Like $2,000 to him is like is like three bucks to us. Dude, that's, that's to him, that's like he never got in trouble. Like, that's such dumb yep. shit. Honestly, they shouldn't even let him continue writing this fucking manga. But whatever, well, it's happening. I don't yeah. want to say that because I don't know exactly the details of what he did. You know, maybe this it wasn't that bad. I don't know. Just, but, I mean, ooh. it's hard to say that when you when you... It's hard to say not that bad and child pornography in the same sentence, but right. I mean, maybe I it, did some research and he, he was caught with DVDs and apparently saying that he likes children at a certain age. Oh, oh that's so cringe. Yeah. Mm. Holy fuck. Okay. Oh and what age God, would that I be? Puked. Uh, I don't remember, but I can look it up again. Two whole years I mean, old. I'm not saying either is okay, but there's a big difference between I like five year olds and I like seventeen year old girls who are like have their birthday next week. Mm. I don't know. They're both maybe they're both bad, I guess. But one one is probably obviously worse. Yeah, anyway. I think if those are the two options. One is definitely way worse. Than so the other. so yes, I share surprise that he is allowed to continue existing as a member of society. Um, I wonder how this will hurt his manga sales. I'm guessing not very much. Me too. Yeah. I think that will say a lot about the gravity of an issue like this in Japan because if he continues to succeed, succeed, then I guess people don't give a fuck. Well, it I'm- says on the art. I'm sorry. It said on the article he was quoted saying, "I like girls from the upper grades of elementary school oh, to around oh, the God. second year of junior high." Oh, okay, that's not good. All right, that's not good. So- wow, that is. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> god, why? All right. Why? What bothers me is the thought of the manga sales going to pay for that two thousand dollars he paid. That's that's exactly like that's that's, what that's so me. dumb. Like he should be doing time or something. I don't exactly. know. Because yeah. money is not a thing for this for this man. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Well, all right. Well, shout. Well, I'm I, regardless. I'm happy both mangas are coming back. Um, I, I hate to feel like I have to hate Roni Kenshin now just because the manga artist I, is I'm a physical. Yeah, because it is good. Because I love Roni Kenshin it's, too. Like, I still have all mine. <laughs> I love Kenshin. I think he's an amazing character. Me too. He's great. He's, so, he truly is great. Like I can't. I don't think I can stop loving Kenshin. So just this, because yeah, this is same. a bummer. Just because the creator is a creep doesn't mean Kenshin's a creep. So I'm gonna try to separate that in my mind and just be happy the manga's coming back. 
Yeah, I'm with you. I'll, I'll do my best to separate the two as well because I love Kenshin so much. <laughs> Any other comments? Mm. No. All right, we just I'm gonna do play another drop, but we just have more of the same. So here we go. It's time for hot new anime releases. I just realized that I'm supposed to be moving us down to the the board here on the. I was gonna the say something. There, I moved it down <laughs> twice. It's yeah, I got this. Like I'm doing too many things. All right, so. <laughs> all right, so now we we had two manga, and now we have two animes. Two new animes coming out. Shiro Bakul is getting an anime film. Hell yeah. Nice. Hell PA, yeah, dude. PA Works is starting production on the film. Does not have a release date yet. The they're they're having a lot of returning staff. The director, Tsutomu Mizushima, is coming back. The studio is PA Works again. It's the same. The script writer is Michiko uh, Yokote, who is the same. The character designer is Ponkan Eight. I don't know what the hell that is. Um, and the article said that it is not it is not a retelling of the of the anime. It Perfect. is a continuation oh, nice. of the anime, Perfect. which is Great. a big awesome. difference. Yeah, huge difference. Um, all, I'm I'm glad we, that the that the director's coming back because I think that director did a really good job at giving each character like a good time to like make their impact in the in the anime, which is cool. So I'm glad that that person's coming back. Do we all like Shirobako? I yeah. love I love Shirobako. That's that's like my so that's like my that's like my slice of of good shit right there. Mm. Okay. Mm. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, I'm excited. Um, I normally don't watch anime movies better from the anime sh- TV series, so I have a, a feeling I probably won't watch this just because I know how I am, but I'm excited because I know a lot of people will watch it and will enjoy it, and Shirobako deserves more content. It was, you know, a lot. There are there's some of these shows that get, like, season after season, I feel like aren't that good, and but Shirobako yeah. is a great anime. It was amazing, and it deserves mm-hmm. more content. So happy about that for sure. Um, also, this other thing that I wrote down that I have no idea what this is, Yagate Kimi ni Naru is a is getting an anime. Um, the synopsis: Yu has always loved shoujo manga and awaits the day she gets a love confession that sends her heart aflutter with bubbles and blushes. And yet, when a junior high classmate confesses his feelings to her, she feels nothing. Disappointed and confused, she enters high school still unsure of how to respond. That's when Yu sees the beautiful student council president, Nanami, turn down a suitor with such maturity that she's inspired to ask her for help. But when, but when the next person to confess to Yu is Nanami herself, has her shoujo romance finally begun? Dude, sign me up. That is the kind of trash that I'm about. Um, wow. This act, I, I was thrown off by the Japanese title, but the English title of the manga is actually blooming to you. And it, we've had this on our list for Manga Club for a while. Okay, well there you go. So this sounds perfect, like my then. type of dumb, silly, cute, lovey, lovely, lovely yeah, shit. Appar- apparently, the manga is very popular. <laughs> well, now you guys can watch the anime and and do a manga club about the manga while you're watching it. So yeah, we should do that. Let's, yeah, I'm let's probably gonna that. bump this up because yeah. it's been on my list, but I just we never got to it because I'm trying to space out our genres. All right, so I, I want to just take a minute here, and, I, and I'm talking directly to every listener who's listening to this. Okay, and I okay. want you to pay attention. This is another reason for you to go to the website and click that button mm-hmm. on the top bar and join the Discord so you can join the manga club and have yeah. mm-hmm. and have manga time with Mandy. Yeah. So get I mean, to if, it. Yeah, if for any other me, reason, just to, just to talk to Mandy, really. Come on. We have a lot of fun too. I'll make you a deal. 
If you don't do that, I'm going to record a drop of Mandy crying, and I'm going to play that drop. And you <laughs> have to, you have to listen to that and feel sad. <laughs> All right, so the director... I'll cry as Jigglypuff. Uh, the, yes. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, do we? Do I still have that drop? Let me see. Where is this? Oh, here we go. Jigglypuff! Perfect. <laughs> director Mc... Jimmy Rob actually tweeted at me a, like, scarf hoodie of Jigglypuff. He's like, you need this. I'm like, mm, you're right. I do. Mm. Yes, I do. And if you wanted to have Jigglypuff being killed, you could play the you could play the Jigglypuff drop followed by the the bang bang drops from Inu, from Inu Yoshiki. So here we go. Okay. Uh, the director of uh, oh, the director, sorry, the director of of Yagate Kimi. I, sometimes I have too much fun with the drops. <laughs> I don't blame you though; it's fun. Our soundboard has 106 drops on it, by the way. It's kind of a lot. That's way. That's way too many. So, the the director of Makoto uh, is, is is Makoto Kato, who directed um, Sakurako uh, San and Ashimoto ni, Niwash Taiga Umateru. This the Series composer and script writer is Juki Hanada, who did, who did the series composition for No Game, No Life. Character design is by Hiroaki Golda, who did the designs for Amagami SS, and the studio is Troika. Okay, okay. I like the character looks at Amagami SS. Me too. I actually enjoyed Amagami SS. thought it was yeah, pretty good. Me too. Me too. I did. I did. Oh, well, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems well, like uh, yeah. it seems like you're a man of good taste, huh? Yeah. Oh, oh, well, well, thank you, kind sir. Yeah, I, I yeah, also yeah. respect you quite a lot for your taste. Oh, wow, it's very wow. nice. Thanks. Wow, it's almost like we should do a podcast together. Wow. Are you naked? <laughs> are you naked oh, right now? Are you are you naked right now? Wait, are we all naked right now? I, I mean, I, I was naked, but then I put pants on. I'm a hobby. I I wasn't naked, and then I we took my not. pants off. <laughs> I, I am on camera. I, I I was naked. I swear, but I'm no longer naked. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> I promise. All right, so um. Let's move on to the trivia. The trivia theme right now is new. It's we're on a new round of trivia, and the theme is a little different this time. I made it areas of Tokyo, so it's boroughs of Tokyo. So it's unique Ooh. photos of of Tokyo, and you must tell me what what section of Tokyo it is because <sighs> Tokyo is giant and it has like forty sections that are pretty distinct. Um, Literally impossible to get through yeah. in one day. <laughs> yeah, I mean Tokyo is so big that like it would take you a month of tourism just to get to it all. So. The answer this week was it was a softball. It was Akihabara. So most people know Akihabara. It has like you know anime signs and stuff all over it. So you really the can't. Mecca for our people. Yeah, it's like our it's like our homeland. Mm-hmm. So we weren't born there, but in spirit, that's where we're all from. So right, <laughs> right? The, the correct answers were <laughs> manly really mud. I like that. <laughs> okay, yeah, well, you can use that. You can pretend like you came up with it. Wow. Uh, so Aww. the. Uh, the, the correct answers are Manly Mudkip, Karate Failure, Yotari Vegeta, Fio, Simple Geno 3, Midnight Crow, Chibi Rob, Only Mitsuki's Opinion Matters. Oh, that's Ooh. someone doesn't like me very mm. much. Did you put that in yourself? Uh, nope. Can you, I think it's sarcasm. To, can you teach you how to ban someone? I, uh, I think it's sarcasm. <laughs> I think they're making fun of me. <laughs> Full Metal Alcoholist, Golden Jedi Link, and Sheen Bon Zakura. So... Oh, and the winner for the week is, did I pick? The, oh, Midnight Crow. So good job. Nice. Good job. And the new picture is up right now, and people have already begun to answer. So head over to the website, aaapodcast.com. And after you're finished clicking the, bu- the button on the top of the Discord, you can also play the trivia on the bottom of the website. So make yeah. sure you head over there to do that. Quick, easy, fun. Good times. That's right. And you can win shit. So that's good. Not actual shit, but like you'll win something. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. Well, I know Mandy's looking forward to getting to um, mythology and myths. So why don't we head to the news break? And when we come back, we're gonna we're gonna be talking about that. Some of the some of the shows, some of the some of the stories from literature that we that we wish would be made into anime. Then we're gonna, and then later we're gonna be doing an impressions on five anime from the spring 2018 season. So stay tuned, and we'll be back after the news break. Hey everybody, this is Mitsugi, and it's time for your anime news break. Leading us off today, we have Nintendo news. It looks like Nintendo's board of directors had a meeting recently, and the representative director and president of the company, Tatsumi Kimishima, is going to be retiring. Tatsumi Kimishima took the place of Satoru, Satoru Iwata after he passed away in July of 2015 and assumed all of his responsibilities for the Nintendo company. And, of course, Shuntaro Furukawa is going to be the man replacing Tatsumi Kimishima as both the representative director and the president of the company. So, Nintendo shaking up their executive leadership a little bit for their company, having people retiring and new new blood stepping in that will hopefully revitalize and continue to make Nintendo a great organization. Next up, Bang, G- Bang Dream is getting a spin-off anime called Pastel Life. Nico Live had a broadcast in which they announced that there would be a spin-off anime of the franchise Bang Dream. It's going to be containing some very well-known voices from the original TV series. Amy Maishima, Adi Ozawa, Sumire Uesaka, Sawako Hata, and Ikumi Nakagami are going to be playing the main roles in the anime. So this anime also is going to be getting a Western distribution from Sentai Filmworks. The television anime will be distributed through North America. So those of you that are fans of Bang Dream, Pastel Life will be its spin-off anime. So look out for that. It looks very cute coming up in the future. Next up, the winners of the 22nd Tezuka Osamu Culture Prize Awards have been announced. The, uh, the, the awards were put in place in 1997. Uh, to reward and honor those who made great manga and, and the mangaka behind them that followed the Usamu Tezuka manga approach to creating manga. The grand prize went to Golden Kamui, an anime that is currently broadcasting in Japan. The new work prize went to B Stars, short work prize went to Oyasan Toboku, and the special prize went to Tatsuya Chiba. Now it, now, it should be noted that another manga called Yakusoku no Neverland actually tied with Golden Kamui for first place. However, they, the tiebreaker was recommendations for their works, and Golden Kamui had more recommendations, so it did win the tiebreaker. So, Next up, it looks like there's some huge news going down in Korea. The, there was a summit that was held between the North Korean and South Korean leaders, Kim Jong-un and Moon Jae-in, recently, and they... They made a pact to a, quote, new era of peace on the Korean Peninsula that would end the Korean War and and achieve a nuclear-free Korean Peninsula. So it was also announced that the two leaders laid out a series of plans and aspirational goals to bring the two nations closer together. And it was said, quote, that we will work to make sure without fail that the agreement will bear good results through close communication between us so that the failure to implement North-South agreements in the past will not be repeated. 
this coming from the leadership between the two countries. So this is a pretty big step towards peace in the, in the, uh, in the southeast region of, region of the world for North and South Korea to come together like this. So we're going to keep track of this, as I'm sure the rest of the world is also doing as developments unfold. This was Mitsugi, and this was your anime news break. Now it's time to get back to the podcast. got a great idea. All right, let's hear it. Okay. What if, now hear me out. What if we did additional episodes? I'm talking hobby addicts, after parties, maybe even hentai episodes, if you're nasty. Well, I mean, we already do all of those. Hold on, what? Yeah, we've been doing that for like years. How did I not know about this? Um, you've been in like a ton of those episodes. Come on, Mandel. My name is Mandy. Okay, okay, Medward. You know I don't pay attention to things like that. Like yourself speaking? Huh? Well, I'm glad now we're making millions off these extra episodes. Actually, there are only like a couple bucks a month. Wait, what? Yeah, if you go to aaapodcast.com slash join, you can sign up to get access to all of our extra podcast goodness for just a few bucks a month. Whoa, that is a steal. All right, so where do I go to sign up? I just told you aaapodcast.com slash join. And besides, you're in those episodes. Huh? Just just, just go to aaapodcast.com slash join already. All right, guys, and we're back to the 419th episode of the Animatics Anonymous podcast. So uh, thank you for tuning in with us. Are we all here still? Yeah. Yep, we're all here. All right, good. I'm just checking. <laughs> um, of course. Oh, we, oh, shit. We didn't do the trivia. We did not. I was, gonna, I was about <laughs> I to tell you, hey, uh, we didn't do the trivia. <laughs> all right, so here's, here, here, here's what we'll do. I'll give the trivia now, and we'll answer it at the end of the topic. Ooh, good idea. This is easy anyway. The um, In the anime, Girls and girls Panzer, which unusual vehicle did the girls drive? That was oh my god, I know, I know, I know, I know. Well, you should know. <laughs> I mean, if you don't, if you don't, I'll, if you don't, I'll come over I and mean. hit you over the head with a tack hammer. So, <laughs> I can't finish that, that phrase anymore because it's not offensive. So, um, okay, so, let's... Um, Let's start the topic. The topic was suggested by Icy Rose. It is myths or legends you'd like to see get an anime adaptation, which I know is Mandy's wheelhouse for sure. Yeah, Mandy, <laughs> you and Mandy wrote down so much. And I have one little idea. Oh, <laughs> pobrecita. It was, it's a, it's a, it was a rough week, everyone. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, why don't we let Mandy go first? Because I know that you're yeah. probably vibrating with excitement, so... Let's I'm let, vibrating with excitement. Let's, let's allow you to get some of that kinetic energy worked out. How about that? All righty. Um, well, the first one I had down, and I'm going to say I I apologize if I mispronounce these names because a lot of mine deal with, like, Welsh, like, in Celtic mythologies. Can I just... I'm, pro- I'm sorry to stop you already, but I think we should make Enzo pronounce them. Yeah. Uh, okay, fine. Because I know he's going to struggle, and it'll be really funny. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Vince. Okay. All right, Mandy. Uh, wait, before we started rolling, I was saying like some of these names, and, and so it's like, I, I don't get it. 
but um, my first one was the uh, like Mabinogian collection of uh, no. tales. You're supposed to make Enzo say it. Oh, oh okay. So Go do you want me to read the whole thing, or do you want me just to... How about you read it, and I'll just say the name when the name comes up. Uh, okay. Um, I wrote down just some notes for myself. Um, the Mabinogian is a collection of 11 tales from Britain's earliest proses in uh, 12th century, and it covers um, a lot of stories of... King Arthur shows up in a lot of them, but it's a very different story from like what we're used to. And uh, it goes from like the hero quest of uh, um, Colthwick. <laughs> nice, Colthwick. That 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 word is is seven letters long and it has one vowel. Yeah, holy shit! I want to spell it out so the listeners can't shit on me more than they have to. This word is spelled C U L H W C H. It's a name. That's a name. I don't see how there was any other way to say it. Colthwick. It's Colwick. Okay. Right. Colwick and Owen. And, Owen, uh, that one's easy enough. That's the story of um, Colwick is, turns down the offer to marry his stepsister. Oh. And so the queen puts a curse on him so that he can only marry the daughter of this giant, okay. and who is Owen. And without ever seeing her, he becomes a fas- infatuated with her and uh, asks uh, Arthur to come to help him find her. And after finding her, she returns his affection, but she can't marry him unless uh, he gets her father's approval. And so the rest of the story is Coic and Arthur performing like seemingly impossible tasks to try and uh, win her father's approval. Hmm. And uh, so that was that's one of the stories. And there's like the dream of go ahead. How would that play out as an anime? Me. How do you see that? I don't know. Oh, but I the the uh, topic wasn't to make the anime myself. <laughs> oh, <laughs> else's oh, I job. see. Goodness, <laughs> I gave an idea, and they have to do it. I see, I mm. see. I see. <laughs> okay, then. But, um, I, I mean, mean, I could see this playing out in, like, a, if you take, like, the tone of, like, Arslan Senki or something. Yeah. Um, and you set up, yeah, you set up the beginning where the whole marriage thing is happening. And then you do the quest. And that's it. That sounds good to me. I, I like this. I like the idea. I like how you're you're kind of attacking it from a different angle than I did because I... Most of mine are like low-hanging fruit stories mm. that like people know. So I like that you're kind of did diving deeper into more unknown sort of realms of yeah. mythology. So that's kind of nice. And I think there was also a collection of 11 tales. That's almost an entire season. So you could have like each tale have its own episode. Mm. Okay. That's a good one. That's a good one to do. And maybe one of like the more well-known stories uh, would have its like two episodes and then you get 12. Okay. Uh, that sounds good to me. I mean, uh, or maybe twenty-four episodes and give a, give each story two episodes. I don't know, just to give it a little more time to be an actual story. I don't know. It's up to you. You're the creator. Yeah, and good luck to uh, Japanese people trying to pronounce these names. Oh well, Jesus. <laughs> oh wow, yeah. They're, they're all gonna be uh, Takashi. <laughs> yeah, well, J- the Japanese language depends on vowels so heavily. Yeah, definitely. That like, oh my God, they would just they would probably just explode trying to say the say the words. So, <laughs> so okay. But, uh, yeah, some of the other stories are like the dream of Maxon Welding, which is involves the Emperor of Rome marrying a maiden that he sees in his dream. Hmm. And uh, when he marries he his dream, up, or he's seeing a woman yeah. from the city in his dreams. No, in his dream, he sees a woman and marries her in the dream. But when he oh. wakes up, she's gone. So he always wants to stay asleep. He doesn't want to wake back up. 
because that's the only time he can see her. Oh, that's very similar to that um, story that I, I thought about that too. Yeah, that I proposed in our last. <laughs> I didn't want to burst your bubble, but <laughs> well, you know, I can't help it if I'm if I'm coming if, if I'm writing if I'm coming up with stories in my mind that are that are at the level of classic mythology. <laughs> I mean, s- sorry, you know, nice. I, I am just that good. Uh, hmm. The one name that we I was having trouble saying, and I want to hear uh, Enzo try to yes. pronounce it. Uh, so this name is spelled L L U D D. Um, and okay, all right, here I go. This name is pronounced uh, third. <laughs> I can't even say it. Like, okay. I was listening to tr- to a pronunciation, and it's so hard because um, Celtic just sounds like it, it doesn't re- like read like how it like is written. It's like, um, I think it's cleth or thoth, thoth or something like that. What? But um, it's like Thoth and Cathephalus, the story Wait, involving... The, okay, uh, so the next name is spelled L-L-E-V-E-L-Y-S, and yes. you said Cathephalus? Yeah. Okay, well... It, it has I like mean, a very short K sound. Look, I'm so sorry, I probably butchered these. <laughs> They're so <laughs> hard. But um, that I think it's perfect for you, Enzo. Mm, mm-hmm. Thanks. Wow. It, just, it, it, just hi- it highlights your multiculturalism. Yeah, this is true. This is true. So I appreciate that. But uh, no, it's uh, that one just involves like Britain suffering from three strange plagues and then them trying to solve the plagues. But mm. Uh, mm, I wonder if you could personify the plagues and make them characters. Oh, they'd all be Moe girls. One. <laughs> oh, yes, let's do it. <laughs> uh, the, the do you want to hear what the plagues are? Because yeah. the first plague was the words were amplified, so no one could whisper anything without it being heard. Ooh. Okay. The second play be really was loud, every... girl. <laughs> Wait, oh my god, that anime is literally Kakai Sensen. Or that plague is Kakai Sensen. It's perfect. <laughs> what about the second one? Every May Day, a piercing scream would ring out across the land and cause people like a great amount of pain and they would tremble in fear. Oh, a, a great scream? Yeah. That's just like horrifying. A loud screech. Mm. That's not and fun. Then, uh, what part of this is fun? None, none of that is fun. That one sucks. The the weird thing is what was causing it when they finally like solved the plague. It was uh, just two dragons that are fighting, and uh, he turns them into pigs. Oh, and bacon? buries them under rocks. Well, they turn into bacon. Turns into bacon. Oh, I love bacon. <laughs> if you eat the and, bacon, uh, you get to yell really loud. Ooh, ooh, ooh. loud yeah. bacon. That's your taste buds mm-hmm. screaming in pleasure. Yes, all the fatty acids, <laughs> all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last plague was all the food would disappear at the king's court no matter how much was prepared no oh no. my god that is my worst nightmare that is literally <laughs> my worst nightmare that if I can't eat nice things when I want I see Rose oh, said black clover yes you're correct <laughs> so you, you were subjected to episode oh one of god, black clover right. for 10 hours uh, all day long yep. all day long that's great oh, that would suck <laughs> okay well, that sounds good to me we, I think we can do a lot with that. Let's make it happen. Yeah, if it was like episodic, I think it'd be really cool. If it was yeah, like each I agree. episode, kind of like Junji Ito's, what they're doing with that. Yeah, yeah, I need to watch the rest cool. of that. I really enjoyed the beginning of it. All right, so should I shall I take over? Yeah, yeah do one, it. do one. All right, so I'm gonna do the story of Beowulf. Um, it's a pretty, it's a name people know. I don't know that if everybody knows the story of Beowulf, but um, Beowulf is. A story that begins with a king named Hrothgar, 
which is not quite as difficult to say as the words that Mandy was coming up with, um, for <laughs> it actually has vowels in it, who has a great hall in, in, in this city called, he has this great hall, Herod, and him and his warriors like to, you know, have giant banquets and drink tons of mead and slam their beers down and get rowdy and, you know, have fun and be dudes and, you know, do the things that, like, burly warriors with their axes and shit do, you know. But there's a problem. There's a monster named Grendel that is very large and powerful, and it keeps coming into the hall and killing people, okay, in uh, and, and mass quantity, and he eats them too while they're sleeping like, he, like they'll, they'll fall asleep okay. they'll be drunk they fall asleep in the hall he comes in it grendel comes in and just kills them and you know they wake up and they try to fight grendel but he's so powerful and difficult to fight that they can't fight him he's just he's just too overpowering and he's killed tons of hrothgar's men and so hrothgar um asks beowulf a young warrior from another land to come and assist him in fighting off grendel and so Beowulf, Beowulf's like this unbelievably narcissistic character, maybe one of the most narcissistic characters you'll ever run across. Like he's like this beautiful guy with blonde hair and, you know, he's always talking about how amazing he is and how he's so powerful and you know, I'm the best and I'm so sexy and beautiful and I'm just like, I don't know. I always think mm-hmm. of like, Me? like fa- I always think of, um, <laughs> yes, Enzo <laughs> with blonde hair. With your blonde hair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always think of um like Fabio with a giant sword, sort of, you know. Gotcha. But like, so Beowulf, he he's so arrogant that he refuses to use any weapons to fight the to fight Grendel. And when he does fight Grendel, Beowulf, you know, he 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 pretends like he's sleeping, and Beow and Grendel comes in, and they have this giant battle. It's very violent, and Beowulf defeats Grendel, and. Then the story continues on through several more battles. Um, I think the anime could probably stop after the second one, uh, which is where Grendel escapes and and goes down to where he's from, like in this this lake that is like endlessly deep. And his Grendel's mother, who's even more powerful than Grendel, lives at at the bottom of this lake. And Grendel goes down and, and um, goes goes down with his mother. And Beowulf swims to the bottom of this lake, like without any equipment, and just takes them takes them on. And it's just like it's just like this badass epic story of you know fighting and murder and and um, battles against huge beasts. And I and I could see it may being a, a pretty solid like short. It's, it wouldn't be that long because the story of Beowulf's not that long, mm-hmm. but it can make like a nice twelve episode story that would be filled with action and atmosphere and violence and. It would have an unbelievably beautiful blonde male anime character, which you know, as you do, and <laughs> yeah, and there'd probably be like beautiful girls that fawn over him. I don't recall there being like any women, uh, practically no women in the story at all in the actual story, but except for the wife of of the king Har- Harothgar. But you know, it's anime, so we could have like you know, tons of girls fa- fawning all over all over Beowulf, you know, just <laughs> because you know, gotta have boobs somewhere because anime. Because yeah, because Annie Moo, and um, I think it could be a very f- exciting action-packed story. So, you know, it, it would be. Yeah. It would be for sure. I, I, I kinda, think so. I'm actually surprised it hasn't been done. I mean, Beowulf's been done a few times in different different formats. Is yeah, it, there's definitely a couple. Anime. There's like cu- there's like two movies for Beowulf, right? Like like live-action Beowulf movies. There's the CG one too. There's but, yeah. Um, ugh, God. There's the Hollywood <laughs> one with Angelina Jolie. Where is she supposed to be Grendel's mother? I have no uh, yeah, idea. Yeah, she's her mother. Or it's she ridiculous. Is? Yeah. 
Grendel's mother. And he isn't... turns into a dragon. Does he turn into a dragon in the original story? Uh, no idea. There is a there remember. is a battle with a dragon. So oh, okay. I I I'm not really I'm not actually that familiar with with, with the portion of the story of where where mm. the dragon comes in. So Beowulf and his warriors come to fight the dragon. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So there is a dragon in the story, but that which comes after Grendel's mother. But I just don't see how Angelina Jolie could possibly represent Grendel's mother, who's supposed to be like, <laughs> you know, even more powerful, like just giant and powerful, even more so than Beowulf, because it's it's freaking Angelina Jolie. How is she possibly? I don't understand yeah. how that. I don't know. I don't know how that plays. I out. feel like I feel like it, I feel like Angelina Jolie just doesn't have the like the aura to play like meek characters. She's always she's always like seeming to be very powerful. Yeah, but I mean Grendel's mother. I always viewed Grendel's mother as being like a giant beast, like huge. Right. You mm. know, like huge in the mythology sense, like a true man, like Goliath, right? Gotcha. And and you know, <laughs> and Angelina Jolie's like a five foot two hot chick. So like it, it, it's perfect. It's perfect for anime. Like it, that anime would do something like that, but I wouldn't expect that out of Hollywood. But whatever, it doesn't matter, I guess. So yeah, that's the story of Beowulf. It would be pretty cool. It would be violent, very violent. That would be cool. All right. Well, who's up next? Uh, up next is me, and I wanted to look into like kind of Chinese mythology some like, more because I had a feeling you guys would go more European, um, but. I've been unlucky this last week and have had work screw me, but I, but I did have time to think about um, the dragon and the phoenix in Chinese lore, and these two animals are ones that are involved in Chinese his, like mythology and lore since creation. They're one of the first. They're one, they're part of like the original five creatures or beasts from the point of creation of the world and usually the dragon and the phoenix are paired together um and when they're together they they signify things like prosperity and luck and things like that just just like generally good things so i was thinking that taking so not taking it too literally but i was thinking of using the dragon and the phoenix as a, a good backdrop for a warring kingdoms type romance anime where one family can represent like the dragon and one family can represent the phoenix and then let's say like the leader of the dragon family is like a guy and the general and then like on the phoenix side of the family like the phoenix family is like a like a like a really powerful woman leads that army into war and then i was thinking maybe they they could meet in the battle and then as in, as they two as they fight in battle they kind of realize like they kind of like respect each other as they're fighting and then they have to break up the fight for whatever reason and then they fall in love and whatever because that's just me fanboying about that idea. So yeah. I was thinking about having a war and kingdom side romance between the dragon and the phoenix because in the end, they're when they're paired together, they're a good thing. Hmm. <clears throat> and you're not going to have the dragon and the phoenix both be Moeg girls? No, I'm not going to have both the dragon and the phoenix be Moeg <laughs> girls. Are you I don't sure want, there's going to be no more characters in this one. No, I want like, I want the tone of Arslan Senki for this one. Hmm. Is okay. there wait? Is nice. there more girl in Arslan Senki? Mm. Um, there is a younger girl, but she's not Moe. There's an attractive, big-breasted archer woman. Yeah. Mm, right, but there's no like, like there's lady. no like Moe blobs, right? No. Okay. No, not that I recall. Yeah, thankfully. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so yeah. So that, so that kind of tone, and then just using the dragon and the phoenix. I wish I had more time to research this because I find it really interesting. But had a rough week myself. Oh, yeah. well, I, you want me to give you a back rub? 
Yes, please. I can do that. Wait, yeah. wait, and we're make... happy you're here. Wow. Thanks, guys. <gasps> yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> All right, who's next? Um, my next one, I, I actually mentioned this very quickly on the uh, Shark Tank, but I didn't, but it was very quick at the end. I didn't get to flesh out my idea, so I'm bringing it back. And this one is a legend. It's not a myth, but because um, this actually did happen. But uh, it's the story of Boudicca, because I think it would make a great anime. And um, I want it to be like a historical retelling of Boudicca, to, um, sort of like what they're doing with Vinland Saga. And okay. um, so Boudicca was the queen of the British like Celtic Iceni tribe who led a rebellion against the occupying forces of the Roman Empire. And uh, uh, after Boudicca's husband passed away, um, he... Well, before he passed away, he was leaving in his will his kingdom jointly to his daughters and the Roman emperor because uh, he, they were on like friendly terms at that time. But when he died, the will was ignored and the Romans invaded. And Boudicca was flogged. She, they did terrible, terrible things to her daughters. And most of the household was turned to slaves. And uh, Boudicca then led a rebellion against the invading Romans. And she gave the speech that... Um, it is not as a woman descended from noble ancestry, but as one of the people that I'm avenging lost freedom, my scourged body and the outraged chastity of my daughters. This is a, a woman's resolve. And as for the men, they may live and be slaves because I think a lot of people yeah. were scared to join her. But um, I think it has the potential to be a very deep drama too, because Boudicca is revered as like a freedom fighter, but she, like during her quest for revenge, it was very blood soaked and she killed a lot of innocent people, both Romans and um British at the time. So I think, I don't know. I think it'd be a really cool story, though. Like, definitely Vinland Saga style. And, uh, and, you, I know, awesome. and you love you some Vinland Saga. Oh my God, I love Vinland Saga. Um, I was trying to see if it's ever been done. I know there was an old movie that did not do very well for Boudicca. And um, uh, she showed up in like one of the Fate games, but that's it. <laughs> So uh, no Moe Blobs, please. Definitely not. I, I want it to be Vinland Saga style. Do we yeah. ever? Do we ever want Moe Blobs ever? There, there's a time Sometimes. and place for Moe Blobs, <laughs> but not today. I'm still waiting for an. An, I'm an outrageous story, yes. <laughs> I'm still waiting for an anime where like the Moe it's about where it's about Moe Blobs, but they're just being like like horrifically and violently murdered. <laughs> just like is the like, most horrible deaths you can come up with like draw and quarter them you know like all this horrible shit what just, about like Higadashi? worse than that oh, okay worse than that you know and like worse than that Monica? wasn't bad enough Higadashi's is <laughs> violent but like i'm talking you know like heavy gratuitous violence like like ova not not suitable for tv level violence damn like devil man <laughs> level violence yeah damn. okay okay <laughs> Okay. Can okay. we just get a Moe version of Devil Man? That would be amazing. That would I would I would watch that just for the fact that it exists. You know. Mm-hmm. Same. Mm. Can we get a Moe blob except they're actual just blobs? Yeah. With with anime <laughs> hairstyles though. Yes. Yes. Just little slimes. <laughs> I think we should have an anime where Moe girls turn into blobs. Kind of like okay. how in in Parasite Eve, how how Eve can make humans like self like combust oh, and turn into game. blobs. And then, but then there'll be blobs, and then somebody will come along with a straw and just drink them. Ew. Would you drink them? I would. Would you drink them, Mandy? No, I would not. I, I also think I would not. Isn't as that well. cannibalism? In a way. In a way. All right. All right. Am that I was up? way off topic. What are we doing? I like that one a lot. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean my idea or yeah, the no, Bud- Yeah, no, Boudica sounds like a like she's cool as hell. Yeah, yeah, it would be amazing. I think she's a bad biatch. Right. Yeah. Look so, out! Are you up with another one, Mitz? I am. I got some more. I I've discussed this before on the podcast, but it's been a while, like over like years ago. <clears throat> I would like to see. One of my favorite stories, one one of my favorite mythologies is the Epic of Gilgamesh. Um, it's it's noteworthy, especially because it is commonly known as the oldest human story ever. Mm-hmm. Um, it the it's so old that we don't actually know how old it is. It's from it's between some it was written somewhere between twenty seven hundred and twenty one hundred BC. So really damn old. It's Mesopotamia. It's 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 an ancient Mesopotamian epic epic poem that was found on a number of stone tablets, like literally hand-carved in stone. Um, and the story is hasn't entirely been recovered. Like this, I mean, we're talking pieces of stone that are 5,000 years old or whatever. So mm-hmm. they're, they're not recovered in their entirety, but you can, you can buy a, the work of, of, the, of the Epic of Gilgamesh on like Amazon. It's about, it's about 150 pages long, I think. And, the story is is kind of pieced together based on what they know of the, from the what's on the tablets, and then you know, like nerdy dudes have been like, okay, well, this is what would happen, and et cetera, et cetera. So the story is about a king named Gilgamesh, who is a horrible, violent king who rules a city called Uruk, and this and this whole story takes place in what I think today is like ancient Iraq, basically, and the. The, the gods look at Gilgamesh, who is two-thirds god, one-third human, and they send down a, a warrior whose name is Enkidu, who is supposed, supposed to be um, Gilgamesh's equal, and the gods send him down to, I believe, to teach Gilgamesh a lesson, if I'm recalling correctly from the story, and... They have a they have a test of strength um, between Enkidu and Gilgamesh. Who I think Enkidu just starts off like naked in like the woods, like jumping around with deer and shit, and then he eventually <laughs> realizes like what his purpose is, and he so he travels to Uruk and he challenges Gilgamesh to a test of strength. And th- according to Wikipedia, Gilgamesh wins. But I, I re- from the story that I've read this story twice now, and my, my recollection is that they actually nobody wins, and they end up just becoming the best best of friends. And they become great friends, and they go through a variety of epic journeys together, which includes like going to a forest to retrieve like wood, I think. But like in order to get it, they have to defeat a beast that is so massive and un- and unkillable that only Gilgamesh can possibly even be considered able to kill it. It's so gigantic. Um, okay. And yeah, the. He, this, they make a six-day journey to a legendary great cedar forest where they plan to slay the guardian Humbaba, the terrible, and cut down the sacred cedar tree. Uh, Humbaba oh. actually has a link here. Humbaba sounds like a, such a cool name. Humbaba. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Humbaba. Call me Humbaba from now on. A monstrous, a monstrous, a monstrous giant of, of immemorial age. Um, it was the face of a lion. When he looks at someone, it is the look of death. Humbaba's roar is a flood. His mouth his, his, uh, is death, and his breath is fire. He can hear a hundred leagues away any rustling in the forest. Who would go down in this forest? In the various examples, his face is scribed in a single coiling line. 
like that of a coil of the coiled entrails of men and beasts from which omens might be read. So where Humbaba came and went, there was a track. The paths were in good order and the way was well trodden through all the forest. A bird began to sing. A wood pigeon was, was moaning a turtle dove calling an answer. Monkey mothers sing aloud. A youngster monkey shrieks like a band of musicians and drummers daily when they bash out a rhythm in the presence of Humbaba. Humbaba is beloved is beloved of the gods and a king and a king of kings in the palace of the forest. He's just like this massive, huge beast. Anyway, I think Gilgamesh kills him and takes the cedar tree, and they go through a number of other like adventures together as well. But ultimately, the story of Gilgamesh is a story of one's humanity and one's mortality because Gilgamesh realizes through his battles and through his battles with Enkidu that he is indeed one third human and that he will someday die. And this right. and this is something that that Gilgamesh fears more than anything. So ultimately, the story goes on this the ultimate journey of Gilgamesh is is this search for immortality. And in the story, Gilgamesh um, it's it's driven by fear is trying to find a way to become immortal, and he narrowly finds the source of how to become immortal, but it slips through his fingers. And so, like this is really a story of humans coming to terms with the fact that they will someday die. And this could be a pretty sweet story because there's so much to it, uh, yeah. and because sure. of its and because of its uh, like stature as being the oldest story ever written, and um, yeah, it could be very nuanced. It could be very, especially if you're going to tackle that internal conflict of like, shoot, I'm going to die one day. Whoa, like that's a that's always a gold mine to write for. That's interesting, man. I like that. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and Gilgamesh is 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 a popular figure in, um. Like he's in most of the Final Fantasy games, you'll hear all the. I mean, and he pops up in other like works as well. And his name is badass, Gilgamesh. It's yeah. pretty badass. So let's make it happen. But let's not yeah. make Gilgamesh a Moe girl. Let's make let, <laughs> no. Let's make let's make Gilgamesh a Moe girl. We'll call her Gilga. Gilga. Yeah, we'll call her Gilga. And instead of all the weapons in the world, she'll collect all the candies in the world and fight with that. Oh, good all Lord. the cakes, too. Yeah. And her armor will be pink and only pink. Mm. I think Gilgamesh carries an axe that is, like, so large that it could, like, cut the world in half or some shit. I gotta, like... <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I, gotta look, I gotta look that up, but... Man, people back there are so extra. I love that. <laughs> it's, like an, it's like an axe. This article doesn't discuss the weapon, but, like, it's, an, it's a weapon that's, like, so massive and, and heavy that I think only Gilgamesh can wield it. Um, but I'd have to look around to find that. It's been a while since I've read the story. Anyway. It's, like, a thousand years from now, they're, like... Back back in the age, they talked about a man who could kill anybody with one punch. <laughs> oh, God. That's pretty funny. We're going to be legends one day. Yeah. Stupid legends. Uh, my, right, well, uh, I guess we're oh, back sorry. to Mandy since Enzo doesn't have any more. Burp, 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 burp. And, That's um, okay. We still love you. Uh, my last one was this one is a myth I'm trying to think of how I can incorporate it into an anime but um, it's the Morrigan which is a Celtic raven goddess oh hell yes um, she collects heads from fallen soldiers after battle and uh, she is so badass yeah similar to like um, Valkyries in uh, um, Norse mythology but um, I don't know I, I find all kinds of just little bits of Celtic mythology and history that I think would just make really cool, like 
a really cool anime if you just brought them all together. And of course, if it's done right. But uh, um, to add on to that, like I was thinking about um, anything that happened to do with like druids, because we see druids like pop up in like um, you know fantasy stories, but not but like historically, druids were um, really like they were like they had like a higher status than the king. Like, they, um, were very revered, and, uh, like, Romans had always had a tough time with them, because they were brilliant tacticians, but they, in order to, like, um, justify why they were giving them such a hard time, that's where, like, the, uh, myth that they possessed, like, great deals of magic. They're like, well, they must be winning because they have magic. Is that, at least that's what I've gathered from my research but um and they have like a bunch there's tons of different little like druid stories like uh there are roman texts talking about the druid egg which druids had um uh like the druid leaders had eggs which the tale goes that they collected these eggs um when they were going from like apprenticeship to like into a druid they would have to go to like this den of vipers and these vipers and snakes were just, like, they were in a big coil, just attacking each other. Angry coil and their saliva would, like, collect into this big, like, egg. And then they had to, like, grab the egg, snatch the egg away, and run across a, um, oh my God. a river as that fast as like they could worst, because like, the snakes would chase them. Oh, are you scared of snakes? Oh, I don't, I don't like them. Not a little. I used to have a snake. Uh, I don't like, like, I appreciate <laughs> them, but from a distance, like a big distance, like a couple miles distance, you know what I mean? <laughs> Man, you can't even see a snake from that far away. Yes, yeah. that's the point. <laughs> that's, that's, the <laughs> that's, point. That's, that's the when point. When I go mountain biking, I inevitably always almost bike over over a snake. There's for some reason there's just tons of snakes out in this like wildlife reserve I go to, and there's always like a long black snake that is terrified of me that is trying to get the hell away. And they are fast as hell. Like snakes are fast. I mean, yeah, they're, not, fast. They're, not, they're not messing around, dude. They, How the hell is a snake so fast? It has no arms or legs. <laughs> Ooh, this is a good this is a good YouTube. I'm gonna go down this YouTube black hole later. I had I used to own a snake a long time ago, and it bit me once, and it was fast. <laughs> it bit you? Wait. Yeah. Hold on. Question: yeah. Did it? Yes. Did, did your snake always escape its cage? Yes, it did. Well, not always. It escaped once, and my cat killed it. Oh, that's oh, so sad. Oh, sh- <laughs> Dude, your cat's bad oh. as hell. I was really sad. Okay. <laughs> Wow. I don't know how it got out. They're amazing escape artists. I have no clue to this day. That's Anyways, what I hear. That's I, hear, so I, hear that topic, they, I hear that. I hear that the snakes always get out of their cages. But hey, they okay, do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, anyways, I think Anyways, there's a lot yeah. of different like Celtic stories. I think would make great. Uh, just if you could figure out how to smash them all together into a coherent anime. <laughs> I'll give you a really, a really, really off-topic sort of side story here. Okay. We used to have fish when I was growing up. Like, like we had like a couple large fish tanks that had tons of fish in them. Yeah. And we had a and we had a, we had a quote unquote fish called a rubber eel, and this rubber eel was endangered. It was an endangered animal, okay. and it became endangered after we bought it. Right. And we had the, they were think of like a very cool looking like basically it looked like a black snake that was lived underwater, and it would come up and it would it could basically span the whole forty gallon fish tank from top to bottom because it was about two and a half feet long, and it would breathe air. It would go up to the top for air or whatever. And this. One day, this this rubber eel got out of the fish tank and it died because 
well, it can't mm. survive. Uh, we had 10 cats anyway, so that the cats would have killed it for sure. But Did you but, say yeah. 10 cats? <clears throat> we did have 10 cats, but we also, li- <laughs> we also lived in a forest that was about, I don't know, 500 acres probably. So okay. the cats would come okay. and go. But like, I see. But this, speaking of escape artists, this rubber eel, and I know that it did this because we had two of them, and I watched the other one do the same thing later. The first eel, it climbed, you know how fish tanks have like those, those filters that suck the water up, and then there's like a little waterfall that pours down from the top? Yeah. Yeah. This eel cl- climbed its way up into the filter. Oh, I see. And then from there, climbed out of the filter, out of the fish tank. And fell off onto the fell off, fell onto the floor and just died on the floor. Aww. And 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 then and then we went back to get another one because they were so awesome. And boom, endangered. So that's, Aww, that was my fault. So I, I I made that wow. animal endangered. Wow. Animals are dumb. I wonder if I can come up with a. I wonder if I can find a picture of a rubber eel and show it to you. They're pretty neat. Anyway, side story. That's so sad. Yeah. That's crazy though. Damn, animals just like they just find a way, huh? This is gonna creep Enzo out, but I found a really great picture. So no, I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna, don't post I'm it. I'm gonna post it for you anyway. No, so there don't it is. do it. No. Oh come on, just oh. look at it. <laughs> oh, dude, oh, they just. No, I don't like this. Oh, that's actually pretty cool. No. Yeah, the, 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 you could like reach your hand in and pet it and stroke it. It felt really cool. I mean, it was harmless. I mean, it, it was it was not, and it would it didn't even have the ability to bite you. So. Completely harmless. That's what, that's what you think. What if it escaped and it and everything went according to its plan to kill you? There are eels. There are eels with with with, with terrifyingly sharp teeth, but this was not one of them. So okay, okay. Well, by the way, it's kind of it's kind of cute. By the way, I looked up more again, and that was a mistake because oh, did you get dark stalkers? <sighs> all I got was like just insanely like Jessica Negri cosplaying uh, Morgan, and like my mind yeah. exploded. Oh, Jessica! Yeah, she does have a Morgan cosplay. I mean, yeah. her. My, oh, mine is God. not to be confused with Succubus Morgan. Oh, uh, I like Succubus <laughs> Morgan. Let's go with that. <laughs> Dark Circles was a good game. Yeah, I don't know about the game. I just know. Okay, okay, moving on. Anyways, <laughs> a- am I up again? Yep. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm only gonna do one of my last two because we don't really have time. One, the one I'm not going to do is Homer's The Odyssey, but I think that could be an amazing anime adaptation because of it's it's a long story and it's very yeah. It could be like four seasons by itself. It's so epic. Like there's so many battles. It has Achilles in it. It's got you know the Battle of Troy. I mean there's there's love. There's romance. There's violence. There's, it's it's an awesome story and everybody knows the story. So it's it would be very it would be awesome. Um, I don't know this story. I haven't read this story in a long time, but my, probably one of my favorite Greek myths is the story of Eurydice. Who is um, who is a woman who gets taken down to to Hades basically, and she and her her love, who whose name is uh, Orpheus, goes down to seek. <clears throat> I don't know if Mandy, if you don't know if you know the story, maybe you can keep me on track. But okay. Orpheus goes down into Hades to to find his his beloved. Eurydice and as he goes down into Hades you get like all these great depictions of hell and all this and it's pretty neat and I think he has to go through the Cerberus and everything it's pretty nice and he and Hades allows him to take Eurydice with him but under one stipulation and that stipulation is he has to make the entire long journey and I think it's very long like days long all the way back to the surface he has to make the journey without ever looking back to make sure that Eurydice is with him. And the minute that he turns around to see if she's there, she will dis- she will turn into ash and disappear. And so, mm. and as he is, 
And then, so he makes the journey back out of hell. And I'm pretty sure at the end of the story, he does look back to make sure she's there. And then she just, and then she immediately vanishes. So it's kind of a tragedy, but it's like this love story that is full of like dark themes. And, um, you know, it's, it's a tragic love story. It's one of my favorite Greek myths. And I think it's also one of the most well-known honestly. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not breaking ground here or being like super like outside of the box, but you know, these love stories are, you know, well, they're right up Enzo's alley. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm um, in. But there's like, you know, th- you'd, you'd have great depictions of, of the Cerberus, of hell. You'd have Hades in it. Like, there's a lot of cool things you'd see as you as he travels down through the through Hades' world. And then, of course, you have like the beautiful Eurydice. And yeah, it's just a good story. And I, and I could see it. I could see it being a pretty interesting anime. And it, it, it would probably be short, too. Like, probably just like 12 episodes long. But I think it would be. Yeah. There, there, there'd be a lot of interesting things you could do with it. There'd be a lot of artistic choices. I have a question made. for you. Yeah. Do you think you'd be able to do it without looking back? Ooh. Well, I, I can see why Orpheus does look back, and I haven't read the story in like a decade, so I can't remember the actual reason why he looks back. But um, my suspicion, like Hades has got to be like... You know, not to be trusted entirely, I would assume. And no, not always, no. To be like, <laughs> are you saying he is to be trusted? No, he's just a tricky guy. Okay, so like, yeah, exactly. So like, if I, I don't know if I could resist looking back or not. One, because I'm sure Eurydice is just so beautiful. But, and I want to look, I'd like want to gaze upon her. But also because I would have this fear that, that Hades was just trying to get rid of me. And so he like played me for a fool and made me like, walk all the way out of hell without ever checking to make sure that the girl was actually following me. The sad thing is that in the story, Hades is actually being honest and looking back to check if she's there is his own downfall. So terrible. And I think he looks back right as they're about to be out of hell. So like, it's, it's pretty tragic, you know, that he, that he can't keep his shit together for like another small leg of the journey. Yeah. Anyway, that's so sad. So it's a good story. It's a story we know a lot. You know, it's probably one of the mm-hmm. most well-known stories in Greek mythology. But because of that, it's one that people would probably, you know, appreciate having made into an anime. So yeah, it's, I would, I would, I'd like to see that. It wouldn't yeah, have any. I, f- it. I would watch it. I, I don't think it would have any fighting, unlike literally every other thing that I proposed. But, um, you know, it has it has love in it, which well, the Odyssey has love in it too, I think. But the other stories I proposed do not. So. Right. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. So, that was good. We came up with some good stuff. I hope yeah, I see guys, Rose. You guys know a lot of stuff, man. I hope I see Rose is appeased. I hope so too. Spicy Rose. Mm-hmm. Spicy Rose. Spicy Rose. I like <laughs> spicy Rose over icy Rose. <laughs> there is a really good podcast. I'm gonna I'm gonna promote it right now. Um, I normally don't do this, but the um, it's um, mostly for Mandy. There's a podcast called Myths and Legends. It's very whoa, really? Yeah, it's very well known. It has thousands of reviews. And he basically, it's basically a podcast where you listen to him telling a story. And so, like, there was a three-part episode where he, he told the entire story of Beowulf start to finish. And he, he does, like, the narration and everything. And it's, pre- it's very well, well done. And he goes through, like, Japanese myth. Like, myth, no matter where, like, it could be from any part of the world, you know. I'm going to check this out. He'll, he'll, he'll do, like, he'll tell the entire story of like Beowulf or like a Shinto story or something from like Chinese mythology or whatever. That's he, awesome. he definitely did Gilgamesh and then he'll like tell a story about like, you know, in this, in like Kentucky, there's a, 
the Mothman of West Virginia. And then he'll like at the end, he gives oh, you like a, cool. he gives you a bonus where he talks about like a monster from like, you know, like, you know, a, a, a cryptid or whatever they call them, you know, like uh Slender Man, you know, he'll talk about like, he'll give you a bonus. Like it's, it's a good podcast. I think Manny, I Manny, very in, okay, thank you. you would like it. I'm and it's, w- this. and it's well put together. Like it's, I've tried it's, it before. It is, it is, it is really good. I it think it's really independent. Nice. I think it's independent, but I also think that it feels non-independent because it's done so well. So it's, it definitely has a very professional feel to it. Also looks like they've done a lot of Viking legends, and that I am super down for. I love Norse mythology. I'm sure they're. Right. I know I did like all Celtic. Are you looking it up Celtic. right now? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at nice. it right now. Okay. I'm sure his catalog is like hundreds <laughs> of stories of by now. It's just it's it's basically just you listening to a story, so it's it's nice. Nice. Anything else, guys? Before I get us out of here, we need we need to have plenty of time to do all these impressions. Uh, just let's, let's we have to don't forget we have to do the answer. Oh to right, the other two right, right, right. So the answer to the to the <laughs> question, which was in the in the anime girls and Panzer, which unusual vehicle do the girls drive? And the answer is Enzo. Tanks. Tanks, baby. Yeah. Which it's what Panzer means, right? In yeah, pretty much. I think. Yes. Yep. I think so. The, all right. So pretty the sure. actual intro trivia question for this news break is: How many exclamation marks are at the end of Cage's title? <laughs> That's so many. <laughs> and do not look it up. Don't cheat. All right. We'll see you guys after the news break. And we're going to be doing impressions on Wotakoi, Love is Hard for Otaku, Fumetal Panic, Invisible Victory, Golden Kamui, Waka Okami wa Shogakusei, and Hisone Tomasotan. So we're going to get to all that when we get back. So stay tuned. everybody, Mitsuki's back, and it's time for more of your anime news break. Leading us off today, Sony has revealed its financial results for the fiscal year 2017, which ended on March 31st, 2018, and that it shipped a total of 19 million PlayStation 4 units over the fiscal year, bringing the total sales for the PlayStation 4 to almost 80 million units, making it an obviously huge success. Sony had previously predicted that they would reach 79 million units sold by the end of the fiscal year, and now the company is predicting that it will sell 16 million units in the fiscal year of 2018 with increased operating income and and increases in digital sales of the software. So PlayStation 4 just keeps clipping along, so hopefully it'll continue to be a good console for many years to come. Next up, we have a new manga getting greenlit by Studio Piotl, the Chinese manga creator Dainen Byol's Gunjo no Magmel, Magmel of the, of the Sea Blue, is getting an anime adaptation. The fantasy series takes place in a world where the new continent named Magmel suddenly appears in the ocean and a new age of exploration begins. Adventure, explorers venture to the island to find previously unknown life forms and resources, but, expe- but experience one's disaster after another. The manga follows the mysterious young men who make a living as relief workers who aid the explorers who get in trouble as they explore the island. So this does sound like a pretty cool little concept. Hayato Date is going to be directing the series. He worked on Naruto, Naruto Shippuden, and Sayuki. And also, Chuji Makasano, who worked on Tokyo Ghoul, is going to be overseeing the series scripts. So, looks like a fun anime that's going to be coming up. Next, California Court confirms Tatsubata's International Ultraman rights. On Tuesday, a district court in the Central District of California entered a judgment in favor of Tsubu Raya on, on April 18th and the company's legal battle against the UM Corporation for the rights of international rights for Ultraman. 
The, the jury previously had a verdict in favor of of Tsuburaya in November. Tsuburaya Productions contested UMC's claim of possessing the international licensing rights for the property, but apparently this has been denied. So, for those of you that are following this Ultraman story, more legal ramifications have apparently come to play, so make sure to find that article about this and read up on it if you want more information. Next up, and lastly, World End Sukasuka manga ends in May. The... Kaname Seu's manga adaptation of Akira Kareno's World End is going to be ending in the magazine in May 26th. The, the story is described as hundreds of years ago, humanity was beset by otherworldly creatures known as beasts and utterly wiped out. The last human, Willem, wakes up in a world where everyone he has ever known or cared about has been dead for centuries. With nothing to live for, he's done nothing but drift from place to place, but in his lonely wanderings, he's discovered the identity of the greatest weapons ever made for for the unending war against the beast fairies destined to fight with everything they have, then die. So it sounds like a fairly interesting story, but this manga is going to be ending on the 26th of May if you're a fan of it. Well, enjoy it while it lasts because it is coming to an end. This was Mitsuki, and this was your anime news break. Now it's time to get back to the podcast. Hey, Mitz, what's the website? Oh, Enzo, you'll never believe this. What? Oh, no. JList.com is going to release a Church of Mitsugi PC game. Hello. It's called Moe Stomp Stomp Deluxe Edition. Deluxe? It's a turn-based RPG where you go on a quest to rid the world of Moe Girls. I commissioned it from JList. I didn't know JList.com sold anime PC games. Oh, yeah, Enzo. JList.com and JustURSA are the same company. They sell hundreds of English-language visual novels, such as Fate Stay Night and Steins Gate, and they have adult games as well. And Moe Stomping games. Moe Stomping is not a game. It's life, Enzo. Life. Right. Oh, I see. They have the new Mad Pompadour 12 Good Hair Days. <laughs> Let's get that for Kazuo. JList.com, your home for all your Moe stomping and Pompadour game needs. Oh, and most other anime games as well. When it comes to Pokemon, don't mess with Kazuo. I was in sixth grade, and I had Pokemon on my Game Boy. I had a Game Boy Pocket, I think, at the time. I was in gym class, and we're in the locker room, and I'm getting changed. This kid runs by, grabs my Game Boy, and bolts. (gasps) And so I never got it back. Kid stole my Game Boy with my Pokemon in it. So in sixth grade, uh, one of my electives, I was a teacher's assistant. This kid had that teacher. So I basically went, allegedly, went into the computer and wrecked all of his grades <gasps> yes. and oh found God. his locker combination because the teacher keeps a record of all that, broke into his, allegedly, broke into his <laughs> locker, stole all of his Pokemon cards, which he had a ton of, and took all of his textbooks and threw them away. I think he assumed it was me. We did end up getting to, into a fight later on. <laughs> And beat his ass. Yeah, yeah, I got into a lot of fights in school. You beat that kid's ass, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, used to fighting. Back to the show.
And we're back to the 419th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. All right, so we had an intro trivia question, and the question was, how many exclamation marks are at the end of the anime Keijo's title? <laughs> this is a ridiculous amount. It's just embarrassing. I counted. You it's counted? Okay, ridiculous. well, how many did you count? Eight. Yep, that's the answer. Eight exclamation <laughs> marks. So bad. And in other you words, really you really got to say it loudly. You really got to yeah. yell that out. You're basically hey, screaming that shit Keijo! as loud as you can. Keijo! 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 Boobs. Boobs and asses. All right. So, um, we do have a, we do have a, oh, you know what? I'm just going to play this drop because, you know, that's what we do. It's time for iTunes review. All right. We have an iTunes review. Uh, would any of you like to read it or would you like me to do it? Um, you know, your, lo- your voice is sounding so lovely today, mm. Vince, that you should read it. All right. Fine. C Clans writes, of all the anime podcasts I listen to, this is the one I anticipate the most. Even after several years, the production values are top notch, and I appreciate that the show is released consistently each week. The hosts each have a unique critical perspective that ensures a well-rounded and in-depth discussion of a given topic, and they even take their listeners to Japan. I'm sorry I missed out on the last trip. The hosts put in a great deal of effort and bring their listeners a quality experience. Thank you and keep up the excellent work. That is true. Mm-hmm. Like what that's a good review. No. There's Thank no other you. there's definitely no other anime podcast that will take people to Japan. So that's that that's, and also that's the word con, the word consistent there is key there, you know? We, we don't miss weeks, baby. Man, we ain't playing games around here. We're not playing no games. We're a professional goddamn anime podcast. <laughs> yeah. Serious. Serious <laughs> topics only. Serious topics. Also speaking of serious, the <laughs> the listeners have been bringing it with bringing it with some serious intensity because we are now if we get three more iTunes reviews this week, we, not only will we have 420 iTunes reviews, which I need to have like a drop of like a bong noise or something. <laughs> but we we will have more reviews than we do episodes, which is what I wanted. Wow. So people the have dream. been coming, people have been bringing it, and we're almost there. So keep it up. We just need a few more. Although the Myths and Legends podcast I just referenced has ten thousand reviews, so yeah, but we don't but different genre, different genre. Yeah. We don't care, you know. what I mean, different, yeah. different, different type of product, you know. Let's yeah. not, let's not, let's not bring that into account, you know. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure if we it, it, on, on like the scale of equivalency, we probably have like forty thousand reviews. So yeah, totally. keep it up, people. Exactly. I, yeah. I love the fact that you guys are all writing reviews. I'm kind of sad we haven't had more one star reviews because I like uh, the the humor of them at times. But keep bringing it with the reviews. Either way. <laughs> All right, so we have five impressions to do. We've got, oh, you know what? Yes, I, got an, do. I got another drop for that because there's literally a drop for everything. So many drops that I can't actually find the drop for the drop that I need. I hear, uh, where is <laughs> we it? We need a drop for the drop. Oh, my God. I can't drop find the drop it. Bits. Come on. I can't. There's we need a hundred, drop. Can't find drop. Uh, uh, drop that drop like it's Today, hot, man. We're going to be doing impressions. Impression time. Believe it. Okay, there really are 108 drops, so I can't find anything anymore. So. Nice. All right. Who wants to go first? We got five. Uh, I can go first because this is like the, well, this is the only one that I have this week. So maybe you two go first and I go in the middle, then you two again. All right. Okay. I could do my first one. It's very quick. All right. Go for it. um, So my first one was uh, Wakao Kami wa Shogakusei. And uh, this one was a story about Oriko Seki. Uh, She's a little girl who lost her parents in a car accident. And now she's living at her grandmother's inn. And she meets a ghost boy named Oribo, and there, um, from there he tries to convince her to become the next innkeeper. 
And it's created by Madhouse Studios, and uh, it, it definitely shows, because the animation is very pretty. But um, while watching it, when I, I, cho I originally chose this because it was so beautiful. The uh, Me and Enzo actually watched the trailer together. Yeah, I was going like, to say, I, I agree. This it's, is so pretty. It it's really so, pretty. Yeah, it looked so whim like whimsical and charming. And it definitely is, but I'm confused who the target audience is, because... The first episode felt like it was very much, like, for kids. But then the second episode showed scenes of Oriko's, like, parents' funeral and her grandmother collapses. And so there's mm. also the possibility of, like, something tragic happening. And I'm... So I'm kind of confused about who they're trying to target this to. But, um... And it ended up being a short. It's, each episode's only ten minutes long. So that was also... I, I had no idea that it was a short when I originally chose it. But, um, and there's also slight hints in like the second episode of possibly revealing how Oribo, this, uh, little boy died. And, okay. uh, it's possible it might have like some bittersweet moments. Um, the second episode also introduced a very annoying little girl who's the daughter of the rival inn. And she only wears like big pink frilly dresses. But, um, I think so far, I think it is very cute uh, just watching Oriko try to uh, mimic her grandmother at the inn. And because on the third episode, she's actually trying to train and she messes up everything because she's, she's just a little girl. And so she's like dropping stuff and making so many mistakes. But um, what a loser. it is cute. <laughs> <laughs> what a loser. It, it is cute. It does have her. It is cute. It does have a sort of like kind of Ghibli feel to, to it. It just ha it's just charming. But um, I think it ended up being a little bit more childish than what I was expecting, it, which isn't bad. If I mean, if you want to watch that, but um, yeah, you know, if yeah, you, like, if you like watching losers. <laughs> Damn that poor little girl. <laughs> it's it's just a sweet slice of life, and um, just focusing on Oriko training to run this in. But it is a short, and um, I am going to fail it. But I mean, if anything if it is charming though if you feel like trying yeah. that out but all right i'll give yeah. you we well we, we don't really have any non-harsh dro fail drops but you know whatever <laughs> that is one big pile of shit no one can no no one knows how to fail an anime quite like quite like jump goldblum i'll tell you that right now uh, <laughs> and it knows uh someone asked if it's streaming legally not that i know of no okay unfortunate all right so i guess i'm up and I am going to be doing an anime called Golden Kamui that is a very popular manga. It just won the the 22nd Osamu Tezuka Award. So, but we'll see how that translates to an anime. So Golden Kamui, the synopsis, uh, in Hokkaido in the far north, which is the far north island of Japan, in case you didn't know, a, there is a man named Sugimoto who who survived the Russian-Japanese War of the Meiji period, and because of that, he's known as Sugimoto the Immortal. Uh, I think, as the anime tells it, he should have been killed like many times, but somehow didn't die. And so he he's now looking for gold, and he's like panning for gold in like a river, which is you know not very likely to make any money. And in hopes of saving the widowed wife of his now deceased comrade from the war, although I tell you what that barely comes up in the anime at all. Um, during his hunt for gold, he finds 
hints of a hidden stash of gold by corrupt criminals. Um, and he partners up with a with a, with an Ainu girl. So the Ainu are like, I don't even know if there's a possible way for me not to be offensive when I say this, but I don't really care. So, like America has Native has Native American Indians, right? So yep. the Ainu would be like the Native American Indians from Japan, is how I look yep. at it. Yep. So that's yeah. So, so he finds an Ainu girl that saves his life from you know the environments because it's very freezing cold and he doesn't really know what he's doing and um, they go on this adventure to find all of the quote-unquote tattoos like there are these criminals that were imprisoned and the the map that shows where, where the treasure is hidden is tattooed on these different criminals bodies and so they're going on this like quest to find these criminals and like de-skin them but like and but then they find that like throughout the course of the first three episodes they discover that there's a better way to um, like to do it other than skinning them like they basically tie them up and spread their backs out and like and the Ainu girl like draws the map on paper as opposed to literally ripping their skin off which is probably uh-huh. a better way to do it and mm-hmm. in an effort to find the gold and you know so he can save the his friend's wife or whatever it's done by studio uh, Gano studio which um, what the hell have they done not, a lot, not very much oh, this is easy they did Kokoku <laughs> Which we haven't reviewed yet, and that's a that's it, literally. They just, so this is their second anime, ever. Oh man! So Kokoku, though, we will get to that later on, and it's directed by um, Namba Hitoshi, who has done. He's a lot of credits here. Director, he did Bono Bono. Anybody know that? Fate Grand Order, um, Go Sick, Grappler Baki, and Hero Man. So he's done some stuff. Yeah. Okay. So the first episode really turned me off. Uh, It was mostly because of the horrible use of CG that was completely unnecessary. (laughs) I've seen it. (laughs) There's this, like, they get attacked by a giant grizzly bear in the first episode. And I can't put my finger on why they chose to make the grizzly bear look so awful. But, like, they tried to make it look like a real bear. Like, is the best way I can put it. Like, it was clearly CG, but they tried to make the bear look real while everything else was not. And it just didn't work. I mean, I'm sorry, Geno Studio, do not do that again. Just just draw the bear, like, normally. <laughs> yeah, um, that's interesting they chose to do that. I mean, I've seen pictures of it floating around. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm sure that the context of the photos is that it looks like shit. So yeah. there's just no other way to slice it. It's a pretty violent anime, um... I call it moderate violence. You know, there's, there's, there are scenes where they'll find one of these criminals and then they'll be fighting. And, um, at one point they actually like tear the, the first criminal they find, I'm pretty sure they rip his skin off. Like they, like they flay him to get the map, which is, you know, they discover later, like I said, that there's a better way to handle this. And second and third episode is a lot of the same. It's, it's this Ainu girl whose name is Aserpa. And Sugimoto sort of, you know, traveling around through the land trying to find these criminals so they can get these pieces of this map. And in the, in the third episode, there's a lot of, like, tracking going on. Like, they'll capture them. Um, and they actually get attacked by some of the other soldiers that were also in the war. And um, because they... But for the but for the wrong reasons, like, the soldiers are after... The, are, are, like, just around, like looking for people that are you know, that, that are responsible for certain things. And the, 
Sugimoto and Aserpa are not the people that they're looking for, but they end up they end up sort of fighting anyway. But in the end, um, like the grizzly bear comes back again out of this cave and is responsible for saving them for the most part because it because it, it, it's it's giant and it kills a couple of the soldiers. Um, but then you get another giant dose of horrible CG in the third episode. I actually don't think this is a really bad anime. I really like Aserpa a lot. She's like out of the five episodes animes I've got, she's one of my favorite characters out of all five of them. She's oh, like cool. She's like this cool looking. She looks very. Her design is incredible. Um, it's an amazingly designed character. Uh, and if you haven't seen Aserpa's picture, it's worth looking up. She just looks great. I'll post it. I'll post it here in the Discord for you guys so you yeah, can look post at it. it. I want to see. And maybe you can forward it to the chat, which which I don't have open. And oh yeah, she looks really cool. She looks amazing. Her design is everything from her. Oh yes. From her headband to her coat to her bow, like everything is just remarkable. So the designs, the design of her especially is just it's memorable. Like I will probably recognize this character for the rest of my life. And there, there are some pretty lighthearted, fun scenes where she's like sitting in like a tent made of animal skins and in like the cold environment and they're cooking some food and there's a scene where like you know they've there's a lot of survival stuff going on so they'll they'll like they go through segments where where she traps she traps and captures a squirrel and then they take the squirrel back to their little tent and she's she takes the skin off the squirrel and she's explaining how to peel the skin off easily and then she talks about how there's like a food called like chata chata or something where they like chop up the meat together and they work together to make the food which is kind of cute and then they boil it and they make like a soup and then he talks about how oh this would be so much better with miso in it so he pulls this jar of miso out that he just happens to have for no reason and she thinks it's poop because it looks like poop and he and he puts it in the soup and she's like i can't believe you're eating poop and she just doesn't understand that it's miso because they don't because the Ainu don't eat that i guess miso is like so good and <laughs> and like is i mean miso soup is just amazing and yeah it's really good yeah, yep. especially in, it's also great in ramen. Um, and it's all right. Like, the show's not that, it's, I mean, I was a little let down by it. I actually put this one in there in place of one of my other shows because I, I heard that this show was going to be really fantastic, but it's just really weak on story. Like, there's just not much happening. The first episode was, we was had weird CG in it, and then the next two episodes, just, there wasn't much happening, you know, it's just like, they just happened to come across these criminals that I, I'm sorry, they just wouldn't run across them that easily, they just seem to pop up, like, you know, willy-nilly out of nowhere, and they don't have to do much searching for them or anything, so it's just, it's, it's not for me, I mean, I, I don't hate the show, I didn't suffer through the first three episodes at all, which is nice, but, um, this season is just... In a summer season, this might pass, but not on not in this season. Like this season, this show has got to yeah. be rock rock solid. You know, in in a, in a land of Megalobox, which is like probably one of the best shows I've seen since we started this podcast. It's, it's literally it's so good. good. It's real good. I mean, it's real good. I'm gonna be literally blown out, blown away if that show doesn't get a five out of five from me. Um, yeah, so, like, yeah. It, it can only mess up so far. Yeah, in in a, in a land of Megaloboxes. Golden Conway just doesn't just doesn't slide just doesn't stack up. Um, you know, so so it's not bad. If it's if the description sounds like you're into it, I say go for it because it, it won't be a, a bad anime, but it's just not going to be good enough to pass. So here's your fail drop. <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. Goodbye, Golden Conway. You you uh you tried your best. Tried your best in a different season, man. You yeah, know? in a different season. Next up. But a syrup is great. 
She's an awesome character. Yeah. So next up is me with Wataku ni Koiwa Muzukashi. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically what this... So on the surface, this anime looks like another one of those um, shows where it's like, oh, like two nerdy characters falling in love. We just had MMO Addict. No wonder it's coming out now. And I still picked it, even though it's set, kind of seems that way, because I'm a sucker for that. Like, I'll, I'll take it. Like, I'll watch it. It looks cute. Romance. Kind of funny. Yeah, I'll try it. Um, and I've been pleasantly, really pleasantly surprised by this anime. It is, it's genuinely really funny. And it's and the characters are written re- really well. And so just to give more background... What so episode one starts out with Narumi is starting at a new company, and at this company is her childhood friend Hirotaka. Um, and Hirotaka, after saying hello, hey, how are you? He's he he kind of mentions something about a game that she likes or something, and she says, like, Hey, hey, dude, like, I'm not trying to come off like an otaku with this new job, I'm trying to start new, like, let's just not talk about that stuff, but um. But then slowly they both, like, she realizes that Hirotaka and two other employees there um, are all otaku. And they all hang out and they all play games. And she slowly starts, like, being more comfy being an otaku. Like, one of the other co-workers, Hanako, is, like, a very famous cosplayer um, that she's been a fan of, like, for like for a long time. So she, like, loses her shit, like, learning that. And what I like about what I like about the show, in large, largely what I like about the show is that this they all the characters could have easily been like paper copies of of shows like mmo addict like they could have just been copies of that or they could have just been very like like not could just be like a shy gamer girl right but they're all really real and uh hirotaka is, is um what so what happens in the first episodes is that not and hirotaka end up dating like they start dating each other which is why the anime is called Love is Hard for an Otaku, or for Otaku. They start dating, and I love the dynamic between Hirotaka and Naomi because they're adults, and they don't, you know, like, whenever Naomi's feeling kind of down about something, Hirotaka's just like, hey, dude, like, what's up? Like, let's talk about this. And vice versa, Hirotaka can feel some sort of way, and Naomi's like, hey, dude, let's talk about this. Like, we're grown-ups. Um, and in general, I do like anime that take place in you know like post school post high school post college um because i think that's where a lot of really really good writing can happen when in in real life and so far i can say that i'm just genuinely really really surprised with this anime i didn't think i would be loving it this much episode three um and Oh man, like this is really hard, guys. <laughs> have you guys watched any of it? I have. Mm-hmm. What and, do you think? Uh, I like that the first episode they used like legit like Monster Hunter. Footage. Oh yeah, they they were playing Monster <laughs> Hunter in episode <laughs> they were one. They playing Monster Hunter. Yeah, and he was using a bow. I was like, ah, I get this guy. Oh yeah, so he's like he's like a hunter. Yeah, he's a hunter. Oh, Every, wait. Were, were they a bunch of Monster other hunter? people actually messaged me when this came out. They're like, hey, this guy is you. Yo, but he is <laughs> you. Like, You're right. Like, he really is. You're right. He is me. <laughs> But um yeah, so even though this season's really packed with a lot of good stuff, I like I I'm gonna pass it. It's really actually good. I like it a lot. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been this excited. You're excited? Feel these nipples. 
I want you to know, Enzo, you might owe me. <clears throat> you might owe me one. Sure, dude. Whatever. Oh, oh okay. Mm. <laughs> well, your score on the your score only because your score on the document would definitely mean this fails. So I haven't I haven't changed the score. Oh, Enzo. Bad. Yeah, I know. I'm you're bad. My, you're I'm busting my guy. balls. Bad boy. All right. I still think you owe me. All right. Um, I guess I'm going to go again because I feel like it. So we'll save the best for last, which is Mandy. So I am doing Aww. Full Metal Panic Invisible Victory, which is the, I guess, the fourth season of Full Metal Panic, even though I barely count Fumafu as a season because it doesn't have, it doesn't follow the story of, of Full Metal Panic even remotely. Um, why do people love Fumafu so much? It's basically an entire season of filler. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That scene with the like locker bomb always gets me. I mean, I'm not gonna say it's not funny. Like, it's a funny show. I get, I <laughs> and I like Fumetal Panic, so it like it worked for me. But I just don't. I feel like people would rather watch Fumafu than the actual story of Fumetal Panic. Yeah. And sometimes. Um, if, Fum- if, I'm uh, in a, if it depends on what mood I'm in, sometimes Fumafu does is better than the story for me. All right, well, it, it doesn't really have a story is my point. But anyway, so yeah. this is the fourth season <laughs> yeah, of Fumetal yeah. Panic. The Fumetal Panic started a long time ago. I got to go back, like, through several links to even find the beginning. The begin, the original Fumetal Panic, oh, my God, where is it? Fumetal Panic started, the manga, the original manga started in 1998. So this is not oh a new property, God, even so remotely. Yeah, and... Uh, so, Full Metal Panic, it, this anime starts off literally right off the bat. It doesn't give you any lead in at all. It, it, it assumes completely that you've watched Full Metal Panic before. Um, and jumps in running with its feet, if it had them, with its mecha feet, and doesn't stop. And the story is not complicated up until this point, and I don't think it will become complicated. It's, it picks up right after the second raid. Where an amalgam, if for those of you that don't remember, amalgam is the name of the organization that is the bad guys, basically, and myth yeah. and mithril is the name of the organization that are the good guys, and they're both military organizations, and they're and they oppose each other. And the story of Fumetal Panic: Invisible Victory is that amalgam is saying we're not going to play around anymore. We're getting serious, and we're going to we're going to destroy you and raise you to the ground. And they make that very clear. And the whole first three episodes of Fulminal Panic Invisible Victory has been amalgam putting Mithril on its heels and just basically escalating to all-out warfare. And there's just battle after battle, car chase after car chase, gunfight, 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 mecha fight, you know, people being killed. Like, it's... I would say after about the first 10 minutes of the first episode, it's been action the entire time without a a single let-up. Characters are being kidnapped... Um, and held at ransom. Um, missiles are being fired, torpedoes, giant mechas. There's a scene where, I'm, where a giant mech impales another mech through the chest with its gun, her, throws it up into the air like a doll, and then while the mech is like flying through the air, the big mech just lifts its arm up and just blows the other mech to smithereens, like Dude, right in awesome. midair. And that That's mech, the kind of mech stuff I want to see. And that mecha that got blown up had a minor character in it that you should know from Fumetal Panic, so like they're not playing games. Um... But if you don't, if you haven't watched Full Metal Panic, you will literally, literally have no idea what's happening, because unlike, unlike some shows that will give you a, a recap episode, which this this show probably could have used at least a ten minute, um, like, 
like a hey this is where we're at you know we had a we had a show i won't mention the name of it recently that gave a recap episode <laughs> even though it had only been like six months since the last season came out so you don't really need one full metal panic hasn't been around in like 10 years so it probably needed to have at least a lead in like hey you know where we left mm. off on full metal panic this and this and this happened but they didn't do that they just kind of jumped in they didn't even explain who who um who Sosuke Sagra and, and Kaname are. They didn't right. explain why Kaname is important and why they're trying to, why, why Sosuke is protecting her. her. Yeah. They, they just assume you know. But um, if you're a person who likes mecha, if you like action, this is a great show for you. It, it, it really is 90% action scenes. And, and, the, and the character dynamic, I mean, like, I haven't watched it, but... If they if, if and you tell me if I'm off, but like if the writing is consistent with the writing in the past, then the character dynamics are really great in this show too. Like so, Ka- in the midst of all that action, you get really good character arcs also. Kaname and Sosuke are very close. Like they're hold, they're at the point where they're like holding hands, you know, and they're they're pretty close. Like they look like they're right. a couple, but then like at the end of the third episode, they acknowledge that like Kaname says, you know, I have I have feelings for you, but I'm also I'm also afraid of you, like. You know, because of all this stuff that's happening, and because right. they're, they're, awesome. they're on the run like the entire time, and Sosuke, you know, looks at her and he goes, "I feel the same way. Like I care about you a lot, but because of the power that you have, like I, I fear you, basically." And so, like, they have this weird dynamic where they, they they care about each other, but they're also both afraid of each other a little bit. Um, yeah, but but that's good writing though, because because I understand that based on everything that's happened in FMP, like that's logical to me. So mm-hmm. that's cool that that's yeah. where they're at. So, I won't take really a whole lot longer. I'm just going to give my smart-ass remarks now. I would say that Full Metal Panic is on the bubble of, of a pass-fail for this season because while it, it while it is good, it's close to like the eighth show on the list, I would say, and the animation isn't amazing, and the CG doesn't quite work as well as I think it ought to. A lot of the mechs are done, the mecha are done pretty much in CG. It, I wouldn't say it, it's not Golden Conway bad, but it definitely falls short of like a Knights of Sidonia. And, um, but it's not super glaring. And honestly, there haven't been all that much mecha in it up until this point. I'm sure they're saving it for the end. But, you know, I will say that Full Metal Panic did have at least three minutes of quality content in the first three episodes. So because of that and because its name is Full Metal Panic, I think I have to pass it, right? I mean, we, we, I think we set that precedent. Am I, am I right? I'm not going to indulge you in this, but I, I'm glad you passed it. <laughs> Okay, so you're not going to indulge me. You are. You're. You're. No, you are. No, after I. After I. After that favor I did for you. So yeah, three quality minutes and and and, and a big name equals a pass. So let's go for it. Uh, let, me, let me find a good one. Uh, here we go. Yes! I love it, man. Yes. Oh yeah. Can you feel that, buddy? Huh? 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 I have. Exercise the demons. All right. So, Full Metal Panic. I'm glad that passed. I'm really, I'm really fucking glad that passed. It really is on the bubble. Um, I could have failed it probably, but I just can't resist being a smart ass. So, okay. Next up. (laughs) How many more do we have? Just one. Spots. (laughs) How many more spots? Yeah. Well, at, at this exact moment, four. Four. Okay. I, I could, I forgot what we were going with so far. Okay. Uh, so my next one is Hisone Tomasotan. Yeah. And it's what I was super excited about. It was my number one pick. And yeah, I'm, uh, I'm like looking a... forward to what you're going to tell me about it. Have you watched any? No. <gasps> oh, 
Lay some truth okay. nuggets on me. I was yeah. hoping you had. So, um, so Hisorito Masotan is a completely original show by Studio Bones. It's directed by Shinji Higuchi. Uh, yeah, Higuchi, who um, unsurprisingly worked on Evangelion. That's gonna it, it, it kind of shows, <laughs> but in this. But um, so Hisone, it's a story by Hisone Amakasu, who is a rookie at the Gifu base of Japan's uh, air self defense air self defense force. She's um, a very honest person, but has a tendency to ramble out thoughts, um, occasionally being very hurtful to people. Like, she doesn't say it with malice, she just kind of says whatever's off the top of her head, doesn't, like, realize what she's saying. But um, because of this, she tries to distance herself from other people, so she doesn't end up being too talkative and annoying everybody. But, so in the first episode, she ends up in a restricted area, um when she's delivering something to uh from for one of from her, one of her superiors and she ends up with a in a fateful encounter with the gifu's big secret which is the legendary dragon that they have hidden away and the dragon's called an otf which stands for organic transformed flyer because he has this armor that attaches to him he turns mm. into a fighter jet that's pretty that's sick dope yeah and uh during their meeting um when she first meets he what his his doesn't have his name yet. He's just the dragon. Uh, he swallows her whole, which means that he Wait, chose her what? as his, as her pilot. Does, does she get out? Yeah. What okay. they have to do is inject him with stuff to make him puke her back out. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Jesus. Well, that's, well, that's, so, well, that's a ritual. Now, Hisone is a dragon pilot, or DP, DPI uh, for short. And dragon pilots in this show are... Eaten by the dragon. Oh, really? I thought DP then... stood for something else. <laughs> that's, oh, well, why, it does. that's why it's... I specifically <laughs> said DPI. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. oh, no! I knew that was coming. That's why I was prepared. <laughs> so, uh, Sorry, I just, can't, this... I just can't stop. I'm, I'm, I'm awful. <laughs> dragon pilots are eaten. They, they're eaten by the dragon, and the people, the drag, the riders, pilot them from the inside. <laughs> And they have these special suits that prevent them from being digested. And they're able to give the dragon commands at these special helmets that turn the inside of the dragon into like a part, like a mech cop, like mech, like yeah. cockpit. Which looked and, really uh, cool in the trailer. That part the, really stood out to me. Oh, yeah, we did watch that. And um, they had this visor, these special visors so they can uh, like see what's around them. It's it's really cool. And uh so the show, the artwork is filled with very warm and soft color palettes, and uh, it contrasts nicely with like the very bold lines around the characters. And um, the characters are drawn in a slightly more simplistic style, but the animation is extremely expressive, and the characters like show loads of emotion on their facial expressions and uh, like their body language. And the um, music is composed by Iwas- um, Iwasaki Tesai. And his music adds just over to the overall whimsical and charming nature of the show. And uh, so the first episode, the pacing was very nice. It was very quick and got straight to the point. It what didn't leave you hanging. Like, like you saw the PV and you know there's a dragon in it. It didn't leave you hanging. It got to the point straight away. Good. And I really appreciated that. It, like, they could have easily dragged it out, like, and not show the dragons, like, the very end, like, leave you with a teaser. They, they got straight to the point. They're like, this is what the show is. But um, it's after the big reveal, they start to slow things a little bit down, let you meet the characters more. Um, in the second episode, they introduce a character that I absolutely hated. Uh-oh. 
and uh, he is word. the creator of the suits. And I hate him because he talks about the size and body measurements of women, and oh. it's really creepy. But they do kind of try to play it off. He's just very enthusiastic about his job, and I'm just hoping that's not a reoccurring theme. Because if it's just that one time, I'm okay with it. Just yeah, that sounds whatever. Dumb. Got it done with. But um, other than that, I, I have loved the first few episodes. Um, I think it has the potential to be a very heartwarming experience watching Hisone. And she um, names him Masotan, the dragon. And watching them bond. The third episode, she meets his previous pilot, who is now uh, married with children. And she's it's funny because she's kind of like a bigger woman now. And she's like, I'm too big to be swallowed. <laughs> and uh, and she teaches her um, Hisone some stuff about Masutan, like how to call him. And um, too big to be swallowed by a dragon. Which is like, <laughs> like, like eight hundred pounds. <laughs> she's so big. No, she's not eight hundred pounds. She's uh, uh, I don't know. But um, the dragon's not humongous. How big are we like, talking here? Are we talking like the Escaflone big? Or are we talking like Spyro the dragon? Not Spyro. Not Spyro. It, <laughs> it looks like it's like the size of like size a, an airplane. Of an airplane, yeah. yeah All right, so it's Escaflone big. Yeah, but, um, I mean, she was just joking. I didn't take her seriously. <laughs> but, um, I always take everything seriously. I know, always. and I don't know how to deal with it. Anyways, but... Um, Actually, I'm usually ta- I'm usually just joking around talking shit, but okay. <laughs> Aren't we but, all? Um, <clears throat> so, and then there, in the third episode, she's also training with Masutan because... They have like a flight show that they have to do, and uh, um, Masatan's apparently really nervous around crowds, so he wants mm. he doesn't want to stay in his uh, fighter jet form. <laughs> it was so cool, like when he transforms, it kind of reminds me like like a transformer, it, like pff, puts all like the pieces together. But um, was that a sound effect you just tried to do? Yeah, <laughs> you can't see it. There's not a camera, but I did the motion. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I can't believe I don't Anyways. have a drop of of UDA saying like kawaii. I have nothing. I have nothing. Kawaii. Oh, yeah, that. Yeah, we need that. Uh, I don't know. All I have is <laughs> Jigglypuff. I, I just don't have it. Oh, we have Jigglypuff. You want that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Drop the Jigglypuff. Go for it. There you go. Man. Oh, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. Yeah, the story uh, in says that there's a like the dragon is the key to the future of the world. So I'm also just extremely curious to see where it goes, and um, it's gonna be on Netflix, so it's not currently legally available. But you know, I watched my episodes, so I can get my impression in, and I really want to pass it because I loved it so much, and I was so excited about it. <laughs> All right, well here's a pass drop, but I have no idea what it is because it doesn't really have a description with it. So here we go. Nice. <laughs> Well, I didn't like that one. Let's do another one. Hmm. Uh, okay. That's good enough. Okay. All right. So we've now passed five shows from spring. We have passed Full Metal Panic, Invisible Victory, My Hero Academia Season 3, Megalobox, uh, Otakoi, and Hisone to Masotan. And we have, we have ten more. So we have, yet to do, we have yet to do Piano no Mori, Captain Tsubasa, Gura Zeni, Legend of the Galactic Heroes, Loop on the Third, Ma- uh, Magical Girl Ore, Tadakun Never Falls in Love, Steins Gate, Persona 5, and Roku Hyodo, Yotsuiro Biori. We haven't done any of those yet. So we get, only three of those ten can pass. So there's going to be a lot of disappointment happening coming up. Okay. Should we head to some mailbags? 
Yeah. Okay. It's time for an almighty anime mailbag. Anime. 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 Mailbag. So you guys know that Discord button on the top bar of the website? Yeah. The mailbag button, it'd be right next to that. Wow. So after you're finished signing up for the Discord and then signing up for our extra content, you can then submit a mailbag, and it's all in the same spot, so easy to find. So yeah, just make say it happen. What's up. Say what's can we up. have one that links just to Cosmo's email? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, awesome. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, like, where's the Discord? We'll put, like, a email Cosmo where the Discord yeah, is. Email right the- yeah, email Cosmo button. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, like, like, he like, isn't here to defend himself. <laughs> we can put a we can put a harass Cosmo about where the Discord is button right next to the actual Discord button. Yes, that's perfect. Got it. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll talk to our web our web developer about that. Yes. That'll work out. Web That'll developer, be good. Web developer, son, thank you very much. Make it happen. All right, first mailbag is from Repent and, and Reprise. Who wants to read it? I got it. Hello, AAA. Do you have any anime AMVs or MADs that inspired you to watch anime? The only one so far that inspired me was for Precure. The first one, Futari wa Precure. The first one, Futari wa Precure. Check out, the, check out the MADs for them. Black MH and Cure Black Action. There's just something about the mix of 70s style Japanese music and the epic early 2000, 2000s fighting sequences that, well, that mesh well together. It goes without saying then... Dangerous, most dangerous. There was one AMV a long time ago um, that was Beck, and it was Beck, like the band playing, I forgot what song, but it was like some like uh, early like emo song from back in like the late nineties, early two thousands. So, well, no, it wouldn't be late nineties. It would be like early two thousands for Beck. And that's kind of what, and that that like really got me into watching AMVs, and then which also made me watch things like I think I think I watched Paradise Kiss from an AMV. Paradise Kiss is a so, good show. Yeah, so I've watched AMVs were they're pretty they're pretty fun to watch back then. I don't watch them too much anymore now though, which is sad. I'm gonna be honest, yeah. I have nothing. I haven't watched an AMV in like ten years, so. I can't think of one that inspired me to watch the anime, but. Um, yeah. There was one for Natsume that got me down a hole one night. <laughs> I love that one. But that's, that's all I can think of. All right, then I'm going to move this along. Yotari Vegeta writes, The industry needs your help, AAA. A new anime is being produced, but I actually love this mailbag. It's pretty funny. But they need a great <laughs> name. Please pick one from the following. An apostrophe where it doesn't need to be, a la uh, Knights and Magic. Re with a colon, which actually means in regards to, a la Re Zero, Re Creators, Re Hamatora. Way too many exclamation points, a, 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 a la Keijo. Um, most of the comedies you wouldn't be caught dead watching. And the classic science adventure semicolon, Steins colon gate, head colon, chaos colon head, robotics colon notes, and everyone's favorite, occultic colon nine. Semicolon nine. Those are all semicolons. Hmm. I love this because Japanese. These titles are so are just dumb as shit. All of them. Um, interesting. Um, I have mine. Like I love exclamation points. I, I love all. They're all they're all dumb as shit to be honest. But I'll go with re colon because it's the most obvious failure to use English out of all of these. Um, in Japan, so often just epically fails at using English. As a person who lived there for almost two years, I have seen 
the most unbelievable misusage of, <laughs> of English you would ever you could ever possibly come across. Um, not unlike the candy that Kazuo displayed last week from the JLS snack box that had the the guy eating a lemon drop candy and it said it said oh noble like what the friggin' hell is that supposed to mean? <laughs> And, and honestly, a simple Google search or inquiry to virtually any English speaking person on earth would yield a correct use of English. However, these studios seem to not give a flying F about anything. And so they, they choose to not even bother to like Google it or ask anybody like if this is correct English, they just go, eh, I'm too lazy to do my due diligence. So I'm just going to assume that this English is correct, but ultimately it never is. So, okay. I'm done so ranting. do you have an anime name? Me? Yeah. An anime name? That, don't they want us to pick make a name? Uh I hadn't oh, I don't know. I'll go with uh I'll also go with Re and I want Re Ramen because I'm so hungry Ooh. right now. You're always hungry. What is I'm hungry I too. just I just I need all food. exclamation points. I don't I don't really have a name, but I love the exclamation points because then I just want to shout the title of the name all the time. How many ramen shops do you have in New York? In New York? Oh, dude, like, over, like a lot, like over, like way, like fifty, way over fifty. How many? How many have you been to? Mm, about, um, hold on, I actually have an actual list of this, I, and I'll get back to you. But it's about twenty. Because I could see myself flying to New York just to eat at your top five ramen places. Yeah, it's about twenty. It's about twenty. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Mm. Okay. I'm actually working on a blog where I'm going to track all the ramen that I eat. Oh, well, I would love to be a member on, I would be love to be on one of your blog episodes, eating ramen. Yeah. I w- actually, that'd be great if you came then we, cause I, I do want to, I'm okay. I'm not going to plug this here, but it would be great if you came. <laughs> all right. Uh huh. Any, yep. any other comments about this mailbag? Nope. No, that's a fun one. All right. Who wants to read the next one? Hey, Lil. Go ahead. Ryo Ishigaki says, Hey, AAA team, I often find myself really liking side characters in anime. For example, Shizuro Hawajima from Dorarada and Jet from Bebop. I personally would love to see these characters with their own anime. Which are, are what are some side characters that you would love to see get their own personalized show? And I said Shizuro because I just want to show just, just throwing vending machines at people. That's all I want. I don't know about side characters. <laughs> I, I know side boob, but mm. side, side boob is nice. I don't know, side characters, mm. Mm, side characters that I want to see. Hmm. Mm, mm, mm. This is actually kind of hard. It's not like we had this question, haven't we? I don't know. Probably. Um. I, <laughs> I mean, we've done about a thousand mailbags since this podcast started, or actually more than that, probably. So we've 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 answered every question on demand. But um, <laughs> I would say Ein from Bebop because I'd love to see a Corgi adventure, like just a cute adventure with a Corgi. Wow, Aww. dude. Yes. Like Corgi's day yes. out. And, yes. and of course, my staple cliche answer would be Ryuji Danma from GTO because Onizuka gets literally all of the limelight and Ryuji is also a pretty sweet character, but he doesn't really get much attention. So that's my Dude, answer. I'm floored by that idea. Wow. That's, which, that's it. Which I one? Ryuji or the Corgi? Ein. Ein. Okay. The Corgi adventure. Yeah. That's like Bishimon from Noragami. I'd be great. She had her own like little side uh, story. Yeah, Bisha. Well, she sort of did at the beginning of the second season of Noragami because it's yeah. like completely about her for like five episodes. But I get what you're saying. She's also mad hot, yeah. which helps. Um, <laughs> last mailbag. Who wants to read that? Well, I can do it. Go for it, man. So, 
This one comes from Joyriding on the Titanic. Well, that's that'd be that'd be not a good time. Not <laughs> yeah, a good not really. Time. <laughs> I don't even think you should do that. You wouldn't be joyriding for long. Bring your bring your jetpack. <laughs> Sorry. Um. All right. This mailbag says just long enough I to recently... see Claire Danes naked, and then and and then and then I'm out. <laughs> Is it worth it? Is it worth it? Probably. Okay. Um. The mailbag says I recently watched Devil May Cry Baby on Netflix, and I was impressed. Impressed. Devil May Cry Baby. <laughs> yeah. That it was a sh- that it was a show. That it was shown in a completely unedited and non-censored format, something that has been beguiled adult and dark and dark themed anime for a while. However, at the same time, I began to worry, and here is my concern. If it, if it appears that Netflix is indeed heralding in a new wave of uncensored anime, funded largely by themselves and with an attitude towards anime creators of write and design what you like and don't worry about the about the censorship issues. Could this possibly lead to an influx of graphic anime that is high on artistic value at the expense of plots and character development? Basically, will anime funded by Netflix become all style over substance and in effect and in effect dilute anime as an artistic medium? That's a lot of assumptions there. Um, I had this worry as well in, in a different in, for different things like when um, Logan came out, the Wolverine movie, and it was rated. Uh, um, actually no when Deadpool came out say the, Deadpool. <laughs> the movie and it was rated R and it was a massive hit and then after that Logan came out and it was re- and it was also rated R I was kind of thinking like shoot I really hope the super, superhero movies don't all of a sudden all go rated R because of the success of these two movies and that didn't happen um, however th- I feel like anime creators with Netflix might have more freedom than the people making these superhero movies so this is possible but I don't think it'll happen because things because just because your budget is bigger doesn't mean you go right your this, budget is bigger it, it can it could be given to like more a more beautiful portrayal of like the metaphor you're trying to portray this mailbag makes no sense at all to be honest to me um <clears throat> first of all like it reads as if anime today isn't exactly what this person's fearing which yeah, is it is it is pretty diluted and it's one thing I, I mean anime today honestly i'll be honest with you it's a lot of moe blo- moe blobs like come on we have a show today we have a show this season about horse girls i mean can there be anything more useless in the world but but, um, but, but, but a moe blob show about horse girls i mean that basically it's, is it's the same unique. that's the same <laughs> as monster musume or any or or any of the other monster girl animes that have come out, um, mindless action, stupid comedies. Like, I mean, uh, you're basically you're concerned that net, that Netflix will make anime less original than it already is, simply because you're going to increase the budget and give cr- directors creative freedom. Like, and I don't see how the graphic violence of like Devil Man has anything to do with any of this. I mean, Netflix has like at least like a dozen original shows right now. And to my knowledge, not that only devil man is horrifically graphic and probably Ajin, but like, yeah. I mean, I know, I know where the listeners coming from. I don't, but I don't think there's enough information out there to show like a basis for this concern. I think we're okay. I mean, the whole point of Netflix is that they're doing the opposite of what this person fears. Like the reason why anime is so uncreative is because production committees want to want to paint these creators into these tiny little corners where they have to make anime, but they have to check all these boxes to make it popular for people so that they make money. 
which is right. which is exactly what you're fearing, which is already is happening. And then Netflix is trying to break you out of that by letting the creators make what they want, which is the opposite of what you should be fearing. So you're so the question makes to me, honestly, to me, maybe maybe it makes more sense to somebody else, but to me, this question makes no sense at all. So, I think it makes sense. It's just un. It's un. There's not enough basis for it. I, I just don't know how can there be a correlation between graphic violence and things being uncreative. That I that that I'm with you. There's no correlation yeah, at I all can see that. to any to that whatsoever. Yeah, I can. I'm with you on that statement. Yeah. So. But yeah. Thanks anyway. for the questions, guys. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. That's good. So thanks for listening, guys. You know what? This was a fun episode. Yeah, it was a good time. I enjoyed this one. I enjoyed this one. It was a good time. Was it a good time? It's a great time. You know why it was a great time, guys? Was it? Why? Think about what's different about today than the last few episodes. Oh, Kazuo is not here. Mm. Oh, damn. Mm. Kazuo! 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 I think I have some drops of Kazuo. Do you, do you want to play some drops of Kazuo? Oh, please like play some here. drops. Yes. Uh, let me find some good ones. I think I have one. I have one. I have, I have a good one of you. Oh, here we go. Here's a great one of, of Kazuo. Oh, yeah. I, oh, got, I have one of you telling me to, telling you to, for me to diagnose your fetish. Oh, what the? Oh, God. Oh, I have to play it now. <laughs> diagnose my fetish, Kazuo. And then here's one of Kazuo. Mitsugiai. I want to take my balls out and lube up your head. Ooh. <laughs> Kazuo telling me he wants me to lube up lube up my head so he can stick his balls on my head. Nudes, please. All hail the church of Mitsuki. Running out of drops. Kazuo only has about four <laughs> drops on our soundboard. So wait, after so many years, shit, I'm never gonna have anything. Well, I mean, I've shown mercy on all of you so many times that it's oh. you know, like I really yeah. am your savior. Your savior probably. I'm your, I am you. your savior from yourself. Thank so. you, my lord. All right. For not embarrassing me on the airwaves. <laughs> so don't forget, you can go to the website and click the Discord button if you want to join the Discord. And if you want to be a smartass, you can still ask Kazuo where it is even after you find it. That would be great. Actually, you could probably join the Discord and then send him a private message asking him where the Discord is. Yeah, do that. That would be that's funny. Good. That's good. That's quality content. Yeah, right that's there. quality right there. And of course, um, you can find us at our website, aaapodcast.com, where you can join to get all of our additional content that we tirelessly uh, record for you every week because we love you. And of course, um, you know, you can to do, do the trivia on there and and uh, see, what, see what we have coming up for our next four episodes because people still don't know that I post the topic and the reviews for all the next four episodes. So you can you can know what's coming up in the future if you want to, if, just in case you want to know. Um, and of course, uh, what are your guys' Twitters? We'll also do the Twitter. Yeah, I'm at Enzo Badia. You can find me on Twitter, and that's also my Instagram. My Instagram is way more active than my Twitter. But follow both and validate me, please. I don't feel validated. Oh. And, and Mandy? <laughs> um, I'm at Sarquindi01. I might have to spell that out, though. It's S-A-R-Q-U-I-N-D-I-01. Okay. But, uh, and the name is just Mandy. But <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next week. Peace out. Peace out. Bye. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Thank you.